0: (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to our pop and bottles the podcast where every week we discuss uh current events which by the time we put out the podcast are usually outdated and then we talk about an album by a non-male pop star Um, my name is kayla mason garvin
1: hello my name is justin (laughs) ganaway
0: and we have two incredible guests here with us today i'll let y'all introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kennedy.
1: Hi, Ken. Ken's back, friend of the pod. Uh, Hi, I am Catherine.
0: Catherine, one of our many resident Swift guests. Um, uh, We have episodes previously on many Taylor Swift episodes, um, albums, so please tune in if you want to hear more of that. But we're going to go ahead and start with our... um, First segment, we usually do as a check-in what pop star we feel like this week as a means of kind of catching up. So does anyone have a pop star top of mind that they feel like this week?
1: Yes, um, I am going on vacation with my family tomorrow. I'm driving my grandparents to Florida uh, because my mo- my grandparents don't like to travel um, via plane. So I've been running around getting all my ducks in, the- in a row and making sure that they have everything they need and I have everything I need. And it kind of feels like I'm trying to hang up my doll clo- doll's clothes while it's raining and the wind is blowing. So in that way, I feel like Billie Eilish
0: amazing. (laughs) So good. Um, anyone else have a pop star?
2: Okay. So guys, I've been listening to Kelly Clarkson's new album. I don't know if you guys have listened to it chemistry. Okay. If you haven't, it's so good. So I'm going to go with Kelly because I've just been listening to that album nonstop, really in the vibes. Um, my favorite song is the, Oh God, what was it? Red flag collector. She is just Unbelievable. So I was giving Kelly vibes this week.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Catherine, do you have someone in mind yet? No, I'm thinking. Okay. Um, This week, for the past month or so, I've been working really hard. Um, (laughs) I've been working hard at my job in terms of like what's going on in the 10 to 6 situation, and then pretty much... Three out of the last four weeks, I have been working 11, 12-hour days, like five days a week. It has been wild. I shouldn't have said yes to so many things, but it has been really fulfilling. It's felt really good, but yes, I'm a workhorse. Um, I, don't, I don't think that I exhibit this level of perfection, but I also recently went to a life changing concert and it was Beyonce's. I don't know that I can say that I feel like Beyonce because I don't think I'm there yet, but... That's my pop star of the week. Oh, and I just love her.
4: (laughs) Um, I think I will have to say I'm Lord specifically when she sent that newsletter saying that, that her third album would be late because her dog died. That's me. Cause I, I want academic probation. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh no! That's no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh go. no!
0: But also, that is a perfect analogy. Yeah. Um, what a moment! Uh, what a pop culture moment to choose. Thank you for yeah. sharing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're gonna go ahead and dive into current events. Um, we're recording this podcast on Friday, July fourteenth. So just keep in mind that whatever we're talking about is current now to us in this in this moment. Um, it's pressing. So it's pressing. So the first thing that we want to talk about was um, a news item that was released this week. Um, it was announced that in October, Britney Spears will release her memoir. I believe we have a title and we do have a book cover as well. Um, I'll need to conf- fact check for a sec to get all of my ducks in a row. But anyone have thoughts on this press announcement and this impending book
3: drop?
1: This is wild. I mean, I feel like I don't know how it's going to go. Like, it, it does not seem, like, given her recent social media activity that, like, I don't know, that she's writing from, you know... I don't know I hate saying this But I don't know if she's writing from the most stable place Right now and so how is That going to color the book Um, But do I like the um, Cover Picture absolutely it's giving classic 2000s Britney And she looks beautiful and I um, And I'm The woman in me is kind of a, a basic Title but cover very very Solid
2: Wait what is the title the woman in me yeah okay okay because i saw the photo but i didn't know that there was a title yet
0: yeah i think the title's kind of camp i think that's a really funny thing to name her book (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
0: and yeah I, i i hear what you're saying and i kind of agree i just wish her the best i hope this is healing for her i will be reading it um and i hope she's good um kennedy and Catherine, any thoughts
2: I'm definitely reading it, but, so, it, was it, okay, I saw, like, rumors going around that there's, like, a ghostwriter, though, is there any, have you guys heard about this, or is it, like, disputed, I saw those, but, you know, I feel like so, like, so many people put so much out about her, like, you just are never gonna know what's actually going on, I just... Listen. Like,
1: I hope there's a ghostwriter. I, that I there, we need a ghostwriter <laughs> yeah. involved to string these sentences together, and and I hope it's Carol Radziwell. My oh,
4: I do too, Justin. I do. <laughs> Love her. I'm just I'm just thrilled. I will be reading it as well, but oh god, I'm also scared. Yeah. Um, I saw the blurb mentioned faith, and I'm like, she she was raised Catholic. I'm like, damn what will come of that. <laughs> it's my interest. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, at least it will outsell Jamie Lynn Spears book. So oh,
2: without a doubt. I saw that Jamie Lynn Spears book was being sold at the
4: uh, sold at the Dollar Tree.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah the quote tweet I saw I was like, call that Zoe
3: 101. <laughs> <laughs> one Oh my God. One cent. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh wow Uh, Our next news item We are going to be covering a little bit Of the recent Barbie press rollout The Barbie movie is premiering In about a week's time um, From the time that we're recording this episode And so recently we have seen um, Many different Press tours and many different premiere Outfits there have been premieres in The US, Mexico, the UK uh, I think Australia maybe a few other countries and at these various premieres um, there have been different amalgamations of the movie stars, including Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling, but also including uh, Dua Lipa, Nicki Minaj. Um, uh, uh, There were other people, but those are the pop stars that are top of mind and we'll dive into the rest soon. Um, But thoughts on the Barbie press tour, any looks that come to mind, any moments come to mind, um, Yes, and then Catherine has a follow-up piece of news here.
1: Um, uh, So, uh, in terms of, like, fashion, uh, Margot Robbie has, you know, really made it a priority to disappoint us at every turn, Um, and... (laughs) I just everything's simple everything's boring I don't care. What are you talking
0: about?
1: I don't I haven't seen a single look that I'm like wow this is great. Justin, I, everything has this been is bad.
0: The worst take in the history of this, <laughs> this I'm sorry. Out of this so shit. Wait. <laughs> wait please like, what you think it's basic,
1: yeah. Everything's normal, it's all normie, normie, normal vibes.
0: I think it's so smart. She's recreated so many Barbie looks, but yeah. with sort of modern twists. But she she's also been sort of like it is not uh, it's it's pedestrian because it's Barbie. Like, yeah. I, I, it's I thought
3: so smart,
4: I've always thought Barbie's normie, normie, normie vibes, and I'm like, well, she's doing it. There you go. But also, I don't think is that normal because I have been very impressed. So whatever. yes,
0: I've loved. I've loved almost every single premiere dress. I do think the stuff in Britain, which happened like a couple nights ago, which was the gowns. I didn't love those, but I have loved when she did evening Barbie. Are you kidding me? The black sequin dress with the black two tool flare out. The recreate the little hanky. The recreation of that look. The, I loved yeah, the hanky. Yeah, she did I love just day holding a clock. <laughs> when she did the date tonight Barbie, she was wearing the suit and then she was wearing the little Leotard and skirt combo. I don't know. I think it's oh, just it's cute. Kayla.
2: That 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 was my favorite too, the day tonight. I was like, she cause that was like her first one, right? And people were like, oh, she's about to like go up. And then she just kept doing all the looks. I thought
4: it was cute, but Justin made me laugh. That's
2: amazing. <laughs>
4: I would like her to wear... I would like her hair to be bigger. That, I, I, that uh, is one yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a yeah.
3: great
1: point, because when Casey Musgraves did Barbie on the, on the Met Gala red carpet a while back, it had, like, hair to it. And it, it elevated it to a place of doll, which I want to see on the red carpet. And I also feel like Anne Hathaway recently on the Met Gala when she did that pink tweed Versace dress, also giving Barbie... Also had hair. I just need hair, and maybe I've been doing drag for too long, but I need hair.
2: Um, I agree with that for sure.
1: But honorable mention to um, Hari Neff, who wore a Delara dress to the—I think it was the LA premiere—that was like spoons and knives and forks yeah. like all over it. Amazing.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. that okay, I'm going to look that up. That was stunning and also very loud. She took a video where she's like walking down a hallway, and it's just clank, clank, clank. clank. Oh my God. Um, I did uh, Like I I thought that the look that Nikki wore to the premiere was fine It was just sort of like a two piece Like sort of either dove gray Or like steel blue uh look, but the wig was incredible. She wore a very, very long blonde wig and that was cute. But I thought that her clothes were okay. Do we have thoughts on any of the soundtrack songs that have come out? Dua Lipa, Nikki and Ice Spice. I think Catherine mentioned Fifty Fifty has a song that I haven't heard yet. I like it all so far.
2: I think it's really like yeah, I I, I think I can't wait to see how it all fits into the movie too. Cause I feel like that's gonna give so much context. And I just can't wait. Have you guys seen the Ryan Gosling song where he's like, I what is it? I'm just a Ken or something. But he like has this whole
4: song in it, and I cannot wait. I'm just Ken. I'm I think it's crazy they released like that whole clip of him singing. It's like you should hide this. This should be a secret. I don't know.
2: Oh, I thought but, so too. I was like, this is yeah.
4: a great reveal. Like, why would he be singing? Mm-hmm. But of course he is. And like, obviously there's edits of like kendall roy from succession with that song already so
3: i think it's a great (laughs)
1: song
4: that's for that for that purpose alone i'm very fond of it yeah yeah and then my footnote i guess 50 50 the k-pop group their viral tiktok song is cupid um they are on the soundtrack they have a song called barbie dreams um and it's a fine song but more importantly they are all suing their label um all four of them i think they they're, they're all adults actually i think they're age 19 to 21 but like it's a crazy story like there's so many k-pop group lawsuits happening right now because those people need a union but if you want to look into international labor laws and like child's children debuting at these weird small companies that are like predatory and can't actually sustain these things it is interesting
0: no, yes. I, did, I was reading about fifty fifty sort of like Rise, especially because Cupid took off and the label was not prepared to handle it and like did not, is not set up to support these girls. Yeah, it's like their second title track single ever
4: released. Uh And there's all these stories when they debuted of like, oh, their, their CEO sold his car and shit to fund this first album of theirs. But now there's, it's, it's real messy. It's really scary. Um, But anyway.
1: (laughs) Not selling a car. And then like, what, what percentage do you get back after selling your car? I'm wild. I don't, I don't
4: know. But apparently that was all to record one EP with five songs on it. I'm I mean, that-
0: so I, do, I do love 5050's music, though. Like, I think that it was worth selling his car for.
1: <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it was either like he sold his car, or he sold his apartment and
4: lived in his car. There's a car involved. I don't know. Oh my god. But <laughs> living in, there's like, like, he had all these song stories. Like, we're such an underdog label, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for giving our girls a chance. But then, now that they're huge, it's like, people try to poach them from us. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they want to leave. Maybe Anyway,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't
0: blame them for wanting to leave. Uh, anyway. We were, we were going to touch base. There is a new music release that we all wanted to discuss, um, which is Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. It got released a couple weeks ago. I think there's a music video and there um, is a song which has also been um, I was at I never am in cars listening to the radio but i was at home recently and it was being played sort of like constantly on the radio um and that was the weekend it came out what do we think a vampire
1: debuted at number one <laughs> can you go sorry <laughs>
0: oh God, no you you literally said it like
2: it's <laughs> really good it is that bridge is so good and her vocals like it was it just showed growth from sour and that's saying something because i love sour so
1: that was great. Yeah, I agree. Even bigger vocals, bigger, batter, better is what I want from a second album, second release. Like she doesn't have to change tone too much. She just has to be a little edgier and, and like sing a little higher. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Well, let's do it. Um, the bigger action item is, is it about Taylor Swift?
0: I'm so glad you <laughs> want to talk about this because second, first of all, the second I saw the title I thought it might be about Taylor Swift. And then when I heard the song, I thought it might be about Taylor Swift. And then on second listen, I was like, I actually think that Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo wrote this about a boy. The like, guy actually don't think she's, mad enough or or like ballsy enough to take that shot, even if she's disgu- I don't think she's smart enough to do that disguise work, maybe. Maybe that's underestimating her. Um but I wanted to be about Taylor Swift. And of course we've covered earlier on the podcast the sort of like perceived rift between um Olivia Rodrigo, who was a self professed Swifty, met Taylor Swift. They took lots of pictures together. And then when Taylor Swift like started to take royalties um for uh not only um. Uh, oh gosh, one step forward, two steps back, but also deja vu. Um, there was just sort of like radio silence on their friendship and it does appear they've not spoken. So um, yeah. Thoughts on Taylor, the Taylor of it all. I also wanted that
4: to be true, but then there was a whole, isn't that, isn't it, didn't it Madison Beer like subtly confirm that it was about their shared man ex. I'm like, okay, that's, boring um but yeah i also want the taylor reading
1: i want it so bad and i think i'm just going to start telling people it is without giving evidence so that maybe like maybe if we as a fan base we just all believe it's about taylor then olivia will catch on and just say yeah i absolutely wrote it about taylor like that's truly the best possible way to do this. And Sabrina Carpenter is opening up for Taylor on the Eras tour in South America, which...
0: That shook me. That says everything. <laughs> that is so unnecessary, and that... No, that's that's Taylor, though. That's That's Taylor Swift.
1: That's Taylor. And do you think maybe since Rodrigo has seen now the reaction and seen the Sabrina Carpenter of it all, will Olivia sneak a Taylor track onto her album? Because.
2: (laughs) I think, oh, (laughs) I think that Olivia, he's like, you know how like Taylor will be like I'm I'm over this and then like write like some scathing song like 10 years after that whatever event took place and then she's like but I'm over it and you're like I don't think you are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think that Olivia with this will play the long game and it'll be when you least expect it. She'll just say a little something. I don't know. I could be yeah. wrong. That's just my gut. I don't know.
1: The press can only help.
0: Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> But we all like the song. Yes. I like the vocals. I like Uh, the vocals. I think it's kind of addictive. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah. She's improved so much. Um, Yeah. I I was not, I did not like most of her live performances off Sour. I was like, I, I have to turn this off, (laughs) but no, she did. She's, it's incredible. Um, Yeah. And I am just always a fan of pop rock hearing real guitars all the time.
1: So great. If you like pop rock.
0: (laughs) What a segue. Any last (laughs) thoughts before we move on to the main event here? Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into it So we are about to talk about Speak Now, Taylor's version We'll also sprinkle in sort of talking About the, the content itself As well as this re-release um, This uh, album was released Last Friday, I believe it was July 7th um, 2023 um, And that's all We're each going to go around and talk A little bit about our relationship To either this Album's first release to to Taylor herself, whatever we want to mention, um, but sort of like our our history with this material before we go in. Um, who wants to start?
3: Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. So this album came out, and I, me and my sister were like, this was back when iTunes was a thing. And my sister and I were allowed to download one CD or album off iTunes per like spring break trip that we would take so that we would be entertained. And so we picked Speak Now. We'd done like Fearless for another trip and then Debut for another one. So we did speak now and we both just like bonded over it, loved every single song. And it's just like one of those albums that's stuck with me. And, um, I'm a Pisces. So obviously the whimsical storytelling, I was all about it. Um, and so, yeah, it's been one of my favorite albums for a while. And the only Taylor album that I think would overtake it. I think folklore is like the, the, the adult version of speak now in my mind. That's what I see.
4: Wow. um so um speak now came out what fall twenty ten mm-hmm. so I would have been this would have been the fall of my eighth grade um <laughs> that's <hilarious>. i, I
3: <laughs>
4: but this was a this is a very t- contentious time for my swifty dumb because i've i'm very I'm very on again off again swifty like i I was a fan from like debut like heard our song in the radio was. Obsessed. She was my first non Disney Channel artist I listened to. That's who she is to me. So, which is relevant um, to the yeah. Um, but but then like I would say I was obsessed. I listened to Fearless all the time on a CD um, for like way too long. But then suddenly I was embarrassed and mortified by it all, just because I don't know growing up in rural Kentucky and everyone else. Like, I didn't want it. I wanted to be different. But then I wasn't that different because I was just listening to the Twilight soundtrack. So I was just, (laughs) I was only listening to Paramore. Um, (laughs) So I quit listening to Taylor Swift. But then around that time, my mom wanted a bond with me. So she started listening to Taylor Swift and watching all these bootleg tour videos on a very old Roku or whatever the equipment was back in the day. And then she bought Speak Now, the CD, when it came out. And I was like, "Why are you listening to that? It's for children." Um, so, so I, I don't think I ever listened to Speak Now willingly until like college. So that's very, it's a very odd place for me. Maybe I think I listened to, I listened to it because I came back to being a Swifty with 1989. Like I, I, listened to a bit of Rad. I was like, hey, "This is different." Maybe because Speak Now is shit, and then I, that was me as a child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, but no, Speak Now is not has never been one of my favorite albums. I think that when I rank Taylor Swift albums, it's consistently bottom, complete like rock bottom or second oh, bottom. What? Yeah, That's shocking.
3: Hot
1: take, yeah. shocking. Yeah. Something. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not one of my favorite. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so I was um, when Speak Now came out originally, I was living in shanghai spending a semester abroad in college it was a very complicated time for me it was amazing it was horrible it was like everything under the sun and speak now came out after we had been there for maybe like a month month and a half maybe two months and um I was trying to remember how I got the album because I had a VPN, right? So I could use the internet in a Western way in China. And um, I think I must have had it on iTunes or something. I uh, was trying to figure this out, but I have a really strong memory of at one point I had two roommates. But in in Shanghai, they had us stay in these apartments that were like pretty nice and very large. And um, I had two roommates and there was one day where they were both out and I have a very f- strong memory of like dancing around the entire apartment to this album, but I was also very depressed. So like, <laughs> that was sort of the vibe. And so speak now, I would say I have a complicated relationship with it because it came into my life at a p- complicated time, but I also love it it's sort of like core memory ish. I was just playing some of it for Cameron who had never heard most of the album. And it was like a little feral on my part. So like, I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put this in my top Taylor Swift albums. I think it is sort of middle or, or maybe more bottom than middle, but also then when it comes on, like it kind of unlocks something in me. So that's sort of my relationship with the album is that I actually love it so much, but like I, it's, it's like a weird memory, but it's also like kind of um, everything that I, I like and don't like about Taylor Swift is in this album. So like, it's, very, it's a very representative album, I think. Um, Justin, what's your history with this album?
1: I have to say, in in you telling that story, I was like, what are the two songs I've seen Kayla go feral to? And it's like Speak Now stuff and uh, Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. So that tracks for my experience with you. <laughs> um, I We'll listen to this album first with my sister as well, a very sibling coded album. Um I was in I was a sophomore in high school, Leah was a senior, and like she would just blast it from her room, and so I knew everywhere to every song. Um fast forward to like I started being a fan of Taylor around 1989, blah 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 fast forward to uh went to drury university or as a professor um and we teach we teach a specific like writing class for freshmen and we have to co-teach it with another professor so i co-teach the art of marketing the arts through the lens of taylor swift with marketing professor dr soster and so as a part of that class like every two weeks they would listen to an album and have to write about it and so and we do a like review day and now after having done a full re-listen with Students and read all of their reviews and formulated my own opinions. I would say for like country Taylor and I'm and I'm like pure country Taylor for the first three albums. I like Speak Now the most, um, and then. Uh, I don't like it as much as some of the later stuff. But I you know, it's the first album that she was like, I'm gonna be the sole songwriter on every song. Like I'm gonna you know present myself in a really powerful way in the country music sphere, which like we can't discount is actually like was a really groundbreaking thing at the time and for an artist as young as she was. So like I I have a very special place in my heart for speak now.
0: Amazing. Let's dive in to a track-by-track track, um, review of this album. We have set some ground rules because there are four of us that Justin and I will each only get 30 seconds to speak about each track. We can opt into three extra tracks by saying, speak now, and then we get, how long's our ascension?
1: As long as you want. Oh, unlimited. Okay,
0: <laughs> perfect. Um, and then, uh, that'll be that. I'm really excited to talk about this with all of you. Yes! Uh, our first track here, of course, is the song Mine. Who wants to go first?
1: I'll do my 30 seconds first. But I don't, I actually, no, I should not start in this track. I
0: think us should go last. Okay. Yeah. Kennedy or Catherine, which of you wants to jump in?
4: You go first.
2: Okay, <laughs>
3: amazing.
4: All right. <laughs>
0: So uh,
2: I vividly remember this music video. Do you guys remember this music video? It is so dramatic. Okay. When they're out in the rain, I God. Okay. 2010, man. Okay. So anyway, I like how her voice sounds now. It's like sounding much more mature. Um, and so I liked how full it sounded. Um, and I also loved that she kept the guy who sings with her on like the original. She kept the, the guy singing with her because I just thought I didn't know she was going to do that. But I was kind of glad that she did. Um, and then other than that, I really didn't have a lot to say about this one because I've all this one's very been very down the middle for me. I've been like, OK, cool. So those were my thoughts. Um,
4: see, okay, I have to addendum. I say that this is rock bottom for me, but you have to know that Taylor Swift is the pinnacle for me. So this is like still very. Oh I still God, love no, it. No, go off. Okay, anyway, <laughs> but mine is a song that I will scrout in a car for sure. <laughs> um, I my issue is the part of Taylor of Swifty fandom that I see on the internet is god awful rotten horrible. Mostly it's, it's 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 gaylers, but it's mostly gaylers fighting with homophobes. So anyway, point is I love mine and I have loved mine for a long time before gaylerism became so huge because it's one of the examples of a song where she sings as the man in the bridge, like in love story So I've always loved it for that reason. Yeah, but that's my general impression of the song. This Taylor's version, I can't. I'm, I'm getting tired. I have to say, of just re-releases. Like I'm, like I understand the project. I understand, but it, it was very hard for me to start to listen to this album. Like I think I, I normally I would do a midnight listen, but I remembered it at like ten forty a.m. I was like, oh wait. But then when I heard mine, I was like, <laughs> there we go.
1: that's that's my review.
3: <laughs>
0: Justin, do you want to dive in?
1: God, there's so much to say. Okay, I'm going to start my 30 seconds right now. Okay, this is Taylor's, I think, most vocally ambitious album, and then she starts to pull back and go into falsettos and, like, things, but this is the album where she scrouts, and I somehow don't believe that she can hit some of these notes, especially now with her voice being matured, so I want to know who's singing on the bridge, because that's not her. I also think careless man's careful daughter is a good line, and I do think it's, like, a classic country narrative.
0: My turn? Yes. Okay, I have so much to say, but first of all, I do think that she can hit all the notes and I do think she's really singing. And one of my big complaints about this album we'll get into in a bit, but like, like it's interesting to hear her sing these songs. I agree that they're very ambitious. Let me look at my actual notes. Um, there is that iconic line, Careless Man's Careful Daughter, which was remarked upon in almost every review of this album when it initial came out. I think it's a great start to this album. I think it really sets the tone. I think it's a fun sound. It's not the greatest song of all time, but it has some strong lyrics. This one's a 10 out of 10 for me.
3: That's thirty
1: <laughs> six. I love that the timer went <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> Anyone else want to rate it out of ten? We've been doing
4: this recently. Yeah, like a, a nine, eight and a
2: half, nine. Yeah, I would. I would go like eight point eight nine, somewhere in there. Eight
1: point eight nine, absolutely. Like I'm
2: gonna sing to it in the car.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Let's talk about Sparks Fly. The floor is yours.
4: I mostly love this song because of Red Tour bootlegs because she would play it on the 12-string guitar, which I would love to see her do again. But um, yeah, I think it's kind of amazing how this song is... I think, I think people forget about mine and think Sparks Fly might be the first track just because of just how Drop Everything now is just such a... It feels so intro and overture, but yeah, I love I love Sparks Fly. It's like a seven <laughs> out of ten for me.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I have to agree. When this album first came out, I'm gonna be so real. Like I would skip Sparks Fly. I will <gasps> mind, and then I would speak. Whoa! Yeah. I know, I know. But then, but th- hold on. <laughs> but then, I went back as. I was older and was like, no, this is so good. I love this song. Loved it. And then when she announced on the tour and was like, uh, speak now Taylor's version coming out whenever, and then did the drop everything now full body chills and was like, like, exactly. It sounds like it's the beginning of the album. And like, it's just the first thing you hear. So my perception changed on it, but I love it now.
4: hundred percent. Oh, okay. is it also, like, really old? Like, didn't she first perform it around debut era with different lyrics? There's bootlegs, if you can look. Oh, really? It's, like, like a really old song that. that she reworked. Um, yeah. Good. This is a very old Gaylor lore. People thought it was about her violinist, but her fiddler. But anyway. God, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not know that. Yeah. Old, old Gaylor lore. Well, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to find it. They stopped okay. playing with her at some point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's canon. I can go next because you went last what you went first last time. Okay, I love this song so much. I uh, don't even know what to say about it. I wrote in my notes that it's the absolute shit. I haven't... No, speak now. I need unlimited time. I'm stopping my timer. This is one of my three. Okay, so I have a theory that I will expound upon throughout this album. I didn't mean to break it out so early, but I can't talk about this song without talking about it. Okay, so this is my umlaut theory, which is that on the original song, she kind of sings some words with like almost an umlaut particularly on whenever you smile like like it's supposed to be country but it's almost like a german umlaut and like i and this is on the original recording from 2010 I actually fucking love that and I miss it off this recording and this is going to be one of like my big refrains and I'm sorry to drag it out so early but I have to say it is that I prefer the original recording because I think there's an energy to it. I think there's again that like feral energy that I feel about the some of the songs on this album like she had when she was recording it you can kind of like feel it and like the vocal energy is borderline bad on the original. The new vocal is sh- like straight up way better, but it I would never choose to listen to it. Like it is not the vibe, it is, and and that's, I think we're gonna hear me say, just whenever you hear me say Umlaut for the rest of this episode, that's kind of what I mean, is like she was doing this very fake, very contrived country voice at this time um, because she was really like, really recording pop music but trying to still siphon it hardcore country and so she was compensating with her vocal but she also had this like young go-getter energy because she had just come off the success of Fearless and she had just come off like like winning all these awards and she had also just come off being heartbroken a couple of times and so there's this like drive behind her original vocals that I miss in this re-recording Um, so I, I, I still love this song and I still will like, if this re-recording comes on anywhere, still expect me to have like an outsized reaction. But if the original comes on, like it's over, this is a 15 out of 10 for me, but the new recordings may be like a 10 out of 10, Justin over to you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to speak now as well.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll start with the good. I mean, I love this song. The the bridge is this is a spectacular bridge for her. Like it's it, it's insane. It's seared into my memory, the guitar, the like the lyrics are everything. It feels like you're walking upstairs with her pleading for someone. Like it is fantastic. Um, Drop Everything Now is banger coded. Like when she says it, I will drop everything. It's <laughs> Oh, my God. Simon says yes. Um, (laughs) I I also agree with you. And you put it probably more... Uh, more eloquently than I, but like, there's also just a, like a nice brightness to it. Um, that like you don't get anymore because she's more graceful about it. She knows where to flip to falsetto. She knows how to pull back. And she didn't as as a young singer, which I actually really love because it was so emotionally charged and it was so strong. And I like, yeah, like I do like, I do think the vocal is bad, but like, Thank God it it was bad. Like, thank God that she had the gumption to write these notes as high as they were, and then not sing them. You know, like what an incredible thing to do. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, fifteen out of ten for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did either two of you have a numerical rating for
2: Sparks <laughs> Fly? Oh my God, I'm gonna go nine.
4: <laughs> yeah, I gave the I gave the re-recording like seven, but the original yeah like a 15
1: 14 yeah (laughs) love that this is a sparks fly supporting
0: (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about back to december the floor is open I love
2: this one. I'm going to be so real. Um, because I remember listening to this for the first time and being like, Holy shit. Like she, she messed up. (laughs) Like I could not believe it. And, um, I just thought it was so different because it was just her, an apology in a song. And I was like, that's amazing. And then, um, I was also huge into Twilight. So then when I found out it was about Taylor Lautner, I was like, well, this is just insane. Um, so that was a really big moment. And I just, I love it lyrically. I love the pace of it. Um, this one, I mean, I thought again, it sounds more mature, but I do agree where it's like, there's just something about her being 19 and writing those songs and just going in and being like, let's do this. And then had it done. Like there's just something about that. And I just don't think that entire magic will be, you, you can't capture that thing twice. Like, I just think that that was unbelievable, but I, I mean, I'll listen to the recording a hundred percent. I'll support her. Cause I love her, but
4: yeah. Um, a friend of mine who's like a, brand new Swifty, like bandwagoner, one might say. <laughs> Listen to this, I was like, this is kind of like, um, Betty. I was like, yeah, good job, you. But no, I think it's a big, I, because of what what you just said, Kennedy, of like, I think it's also like a mark of maturity to be able to apologize, um, versus like, for, to for her to later write the song as a 17-year-old boy, and it's like the hardest thing he's ever done. I'm like, she I think she ha- There's a lot of emotional emotional growth visible throughout the years. Um, but this song has never been a favorite of mine. I think because the I think because mine and Sparks Fly are such f- f- fucking bangers. I'm like this is this is such a... He's like this is not what I think of when I want for the front end of an album. It's like I don't know this. Uh, uh, I get and I that, and I don't super love. I've always found. It, the its that the hook no like the beginning of the chorus is like so long to me it's like it's so, it's so long I'm like girl I, I would hate to sing it personally I wouldn't sing it if it was my um but uh for being also being you know a Twilight fan it's I have a fondness for it and also like it's one of the only times she it's one of the rare times she describes, what is she? When she describes men, she describes their eyes and their hair a lot. So, like, also, sorry, the Taylor Lautner is the darkest person she's ever dated that we know of, so <laughs> he's still white. But, like, it's still, I, I, I go back to it for that reason of, like, okay, let's think about her and how she describes people and race. <laughs> and then I so I go back to December all the time for textual <laughs> evidence, but I don't like the song, no. It's, like, a six. <laughs> I, guess. <laughs> I i i respect that <laughs> yeah
0: I'll jump in next. I uh, have I agree with almost all of what you're saying, Catherine. A big line that stands out for me on this song is "I miss your tan skin." I thought I thought Jacob was Filipino. I'm Jacob. I thought Taylor <laughs> uh, was Filipino for the longest time, but he is full white. He's 100 percent a white man. Yeah, it was so confusing because we're like, oh, they're going recasting
4: Jacob for New Moon for the real Native American. I was like, what? I thought he was. I was like, no, but he masterfully obscured it. Wait,
0: he's not. No, he's white! He's completely white! 100% white. I thought he was mixed. I thought he was Filipino. (laughs)
3: Really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I did pause my timer. I'll restart it. But um, basically, bottom line is, it's great for the lore. It's not my favorite. I'll listen to it. It's like a 7 out of 10 for me. Yeah.
1: Um seasons months this track has it all the, it, you know it's sort of her like she loves like it's specific if she says a day um but i also think like in this re-record it, and kind of with her music in general when you revisit it like before like staying back to december had a real specificity to it for fans to go back and be like okay it was this december and it's about this person blah 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 and now it's become more nebulous because she's had so many relationships since then so like this re-record i think really like there, there's not emotion behind it that's my time. Do you have a rating? Uh, seven, six.
3: Well,
0: Kennedy, do you have a rating? Um, I'm gonna go eight. Sweet. All right. Next up, speak now.
1: I have a question. We 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 have to adhere to our thirty second, but we can like we can volley and banter. Like we don't ha- we can talk to them, right?
3: <laughs> I think so.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Stretching the bounds of how much we can cheat this world. What do you think about speak now?
2: I freaking love this song. <laughs> I will scream this song. I will scream sing it anywhere. It was the first song I learned how to play on ukulele. I love. I I love it. It is literally one of my favorite thing the the bridge is just so fun to me i just i don't know why i just have always been obsessed with it i love 10
4: out of 10 for me <laughs> i also love it i i when i was list, listening to the re recording i was I was just so impressed. She's just so freaking clever. It always has been like, she doesn't ever say like, she's gate crashing a wedding. Like she doesn't say the word wedding ever. She's like, she calls it a white veil occasion. She says th- there's someone yelling at a bridesmaid. She's not wearing a wedding dress. She's wearing a gown shaped like a pastry. I'm like, she is so funny.
3: Now, it's, a fu-
4: <laughs> it's a funny song. It's kind of a base of the whole time. I was like, and I, was- <laughs> I think it's so fun. Um, and also just being, you know, from roughly the same region, and, like, I, I was, that was around the age where I was like, oh, wait, there's Protestants? They're different from us? <laughs> like, with this song, I'm like, oh, she said a preacher. It's not a priest. <laughs> People are weird. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> oh, I love the song for all these reasons. But I also think it's so interesting. Like, if you look at, like, stuff like Lavender Haze and, like, Paper Rings, like, just it's interesting for Lore and just, like, tracking her differing feelings about marriage and weddings and being a bride. Very interesting stuff. Mm. I love
1: it. It's like a nine. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, I'll I'll go since you went. Um, truly bold of her to call out um, gown-shaped like pastries, especially in this era. Um, I also
3: <laughs>
1: I um it, I feel like she it, this is the with this re-record in particular. It's the most musical theater I feel like I've heard her sound outside of the movie Cats.
3: That's my time. Also,
1: I loved it.
0: <laughs> um, not cats. <laughs> and is it okay if I ask a question at the end of my time? Yeah. Then everyone talks about it because there's yeah. something we want to discuss very seriously. <sighs> seriously. Okay. <clears throat> This song is iconic. She's great at building a narrative. This album, she has such strong narratives, and this is one of the great ones. I think that she paints such a picture. It feels like we're there. I'm uh, teaching a young playwrights class where uh, teen- teens from Virginia wrote plays, and one of them wrote a play based on this song. Um, it's just such an iconic moment, and I love the Just everything about it, particularly the original recording, but I think there's a Mandela effect going on and this is the question I want to ask and end my time on, which is that I very strongly have a memory of seeing a music video for, for this. I can think of the church where it was happening. I have an image of her interrupting the wedding and walking down the aisle and I have an image of her wearing like that someone else is wearing a wedding dress and then she is wearing like a cute wedding going outfit, but then she changes into a wedding dress. I looked on the internet and there was never a music video made, but there is a contingent of people who have this same Mandela effect where they remember it partially because she also does this in new, in an episode of new girl. Yes. Elaine's big day. I know episode titles of new girl. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, I was like, okay, it sounds like when she's in the, uh, the orange dress at that wedding and then
0: he that- runs off. And I remember a different church. Like there's all of these things. So none of you remember none of you have the same Mandela effect. Yeah.
4: I think that I, I do I have the same Mandela effect. My issue is I think I think my mental image of it is mixed with like some fucking Carrie Underwood music video. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, that- or Miranda Lambert had a, like two very prominent wedding music videos. Anyways.
4: Yeah, I feel like I feel like you expect a wedding music video from country women of this era. Right. Um, yeah. I th- like. Here's my issue. I think that it, I think this is the fucked up thing. I think the Carrie Underwood video. I'm I'm imagining it is freaking. It's just a dream, which is about a yes. dead. Yes. The dead is. husband, because it goes like funeral, funeral to wedding, and like she has that amazing birdcage veil when she's a widow. Like I want to wear that. Uh-huh.
1: No, that wedding was glamorous. That yeah. wedi- that dead wedding was glamorous. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yes, yes to the Mandela effect, but I have since reasoned. That was carried Under was just a dream. Oh my gosh. I would argue I don't have that Mandela effect when I can picture it, but quite vividly. But I think I would argue that it's just the power of great storytelling. This
0: <laughs> is an eleven out of ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: said it, Justin.
1: <laughs> 11. I'll go 11, too. I'm in an agreeable mood.
3: <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> Any um, We move on to the next track. Let's move on. Okay, here we go. We are now talking about Dear John. Floor is open. Dear John. Dear John's a 19 out of 10 for me. Um, Dear
2: John
4: is exactly that. Okay. <laughs> it's a 19 out of 10. I remember when I would listen to, I would listen to Speak Now, Here, and There throughout the years, and it would be like, this song's long as fuck. <laughs> so I didn't really like it at first. But then, like, I mostly love it. I love it mostly for lore reasons, obviously. But, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's everything we've said so far. Of, like, she was so young. So everything she's done is so ballsy. And, I mean, there's famously people who are like, that little guitar lick is like a John Mayer parody. Like, I love it. Um, I always found it, I think I found it odd. I think that's probably the reason I find back to, Back to December oddly placed. Because to me, they both feel eternally long. And they're both sad, <laughs> kind of. You know Um, what I think it should be
2: switched with? I think mm -hmm. it should be switched with the story of us. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Like, that way it's in, like, the middle, and you got, like, mean, then you would have Back to Summer and then Never Grow Up and then Enchanted. Just, like, a nice little Mm -hmm. little
4: moment. Interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. It's better sequencing just tempo-wise.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um. True. No, yeah, this is 19 out of 10. Uh, and I am insufferable as in I'm a Phoebe Bridgers fan. So there's there's videos of her sound checking with the song, and I'm like, oh my god, men are always the same. Men are always the same. It's her motion sickness. It's a great song. Uh, it's also one of the first songs I learned on guitar. Um, because I play ukulele first and then guitar, and it's just it's so sexy because it's an E major, which she rarely writes in. Um, and E is a great open chord that she never uses. She's always capoing and, and playing like C and G shapes. So I think it's a great song. It's a 19 out of 10.
2: Yeah. Um, I 1000% agree. I play it the most on the piano out of like probably all of her songs. I also love the key that it's in. I love the E to A. I just think it is so good. You don't need a lot and she can say everything she needs to say. And I just think she Absolutely, read this man to filth, and I was the same way though. When like the album first came out and I got it, I was like five minutes. Like I am not doing that. And then one day I was like, "You just need to." And then I was like, "This song is unbelievable." Like what she says. Hold on, let me. I think I wrote it down. Um, uh, duh, 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 duh. Oh yeah, you are an expert at sorry and keeping lines blurry. And never impressed by me acing your tests. I'm like, I you're 19 and reading this. And this man is writing. What's that song? He's like, why, you know, love me. And this girl is out here writing this. <laughs> uh, yeah, 19 out of 10. I agree that, that's, that's my soapbox.
1: I'm very interested in the, and what's about to happen next. Kayla.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just surprised. Let me start my timer. I, um, I don't have that kind of relationship with this song. I do. (laughs) and genius that she did the John Mayer parody I think that like when I think of iconic breakup songs I do think of this one but I also think of a couple couple other songs first um, I think that there is a um, I, I like that it's in three quarters time it is super iconic love the lore um, I like that she refers to herself as girl in the dress in the dress that's just such a great way to refer to herself and like really makes me think of Taylor um, but it's not my favorite for me. I wrote it still. Oh, I still wrote it was a nine out of 10. So okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it was seeing your face see the numbers. And then I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> um okay okay let me start my timer um love that she has the confidence in this album to like give us like five six minute songs i think that's amazing and i and she and she has the listener base that will do that at the time um i don't connect with this one as much i and i think it actually does have something to do with the instrumental for me like there's a few songs on here that are slow and that she really invites you to come in and cry with her and this one For some reason, the instrumental doesn't grab me, and it's hilarious because all of you have been like, I love the instruments, so I might just be bad. I might have bad taste, um, and that's fine. But this is uh, an 8 out of 10 for me.
2: Work. Okay, wait, Kayla, can I ask you a quick question? Yes.
0: Okay, Do you? how do you feel about what have, could have, should have? I like it as well, but I don't have the same relationship to that song as some other people do. I recognize it's a good song, but I don't listen to it all the time.
4: Okay, I listen to not. What It Could
0: Have shoulda all the time. I do too. I that all that, that time. Bridge, I scream that bridge. I uh-huh. like oh that <laughs>
1: yeah. one. That when I go feral for yeah. sure. And mm-hmm. Catherine, are you a Pisces as well? I forget.
4: I'm also a Pisces. I'm a are first you okay. of Pisces, Pisces. February <laughs> Pisces.
3: Yeah,
4: I'm <laughs> <Same> here. No, <laughs> that, that all tracks. That all tracks. Um, We're du-
1: double Pisces, double gem tonight. Wait, in-
2: wait wow. did you say February too? Yeah. Where, uh-huh. What's your date? 24th. 24th okay great oh my yeah, god fantastic. no wonder we love this song okay,
3: there, <laughs> there we go great <laughs> oh, no That is hilarious. Oh, okay great <gasps> I'm, um, I'm
4: also i'm also a pisces rising because i was born right around sunrise so i'm
2: oh double god. pisces okay yeah. well
4: i'm not a pisces
2: rising but that's amazing mm-hmm. that we have the same
4: birthday
1: Yes, this might be the, You might be the same age, too. I'm not really sure. Oh, 19,
4: I'm 26. 97, 97, yes, 26. Oh, my
2: gosh. Uh, okay, okay. we Monday babies. This is, babies. This is <laughs> wild. Uh, okay, this, is
4: the, this is the very specific zillennial demographic.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Excellent. Guess who caused us to figure that out? John Mayer. Thank you, John Mayer. Thank you,
1: John. <laughs>
0: um, let's talk about mean. Oh, wait. Does anyone else have a have a rating they want to share about a, a, a numerical rating for dear John? We do, we, we, we went through all those. Nineteens. Nineteens across the board. Um, mean.
2: Work. <laughs> um, I... In my mind, I don't know if it's been confirmed, I'm sure it has, but I, in my mind, this is about Kanye West. And so when she wrote this, I was like, just stick it to him. And I liked listening to this recording more. Um, only because you could hear the maturity in her voice and to hear her saying like, uh, someday I'll be big enough. So you can't hit me and knowing where she's at in her life right now, that like, I got chills with like the first time that she saying that and like the way she is today. So I personally loved it. I love the music video when it came out too, like the original and I love the original song, but this one was just like, you know, I felt proud. I was really proud of her. So I would say 9.5 out of 10.
1: Is it So wait, I do have a question with our resident scholar, Swifty. This one isn't about Kanye, but Innocent is about Kanye, correct?
4: Innocent is about Kanye. I've always, I think what I've always read is this is about a critic, like a, re, a mean review of Fearless or maybe of, of a live uh, performance, okay. but
3: well, I'm, I'm not sure. That. It could be about
0: anyone, but... No, I think it's about a specific critic, although she has also said that there's, like, a cadre of critics who sort of treated her this way um, mm-hmm. as sort of, like, a silly girl. I believe they commented on her appearance, and this is the thing, too, is I think they wrote a bad review of her live vocals, and mm-hmm. I think that's funny.
4: <laughs> it is,
0: yeah.
4: And she was oh. like, you're
0: mean. I can sing so good. Oh. <laughs> But I also think that they probably were being misogynistic and, like, all of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I feel like at this point in her career, it's kind of like, you're getting mad that someone says you can't sing. Like, But that I think it did drive her to do what she's done with her voice. So I think mm-hmm. that. And write this song. So mm-hmm. True. Uh, go on. Uh, I've never super
4: loved this song, but I do sing it all the time. So I don't know what that is. Like... Like, my my intellectual rating is, like, a 3 out of 10. But my emotional rating is, like, a 13. Um, I'm kind of... I remember being so... Well, firstly, I think it's my mom's favorite song when she had her brief Swifty face to trying to bond with me. So that might be why I hate it. Um, <laughs> but part of it... When I think of iconic live performances of Taylor Swift, I think of... I think it was the American country is it academy music awards where there's like a whole like barnyard set and she's playing not a real banjo a guitar shaped like a banjo uh uh, because when i was really when i was 2020 i was debating should i learn guitar or should i learn banjo (laughs) i went to look up this video and then first comment was some random ass old man being like that's not a banjo and then i zoomed in enhanced enhanced it was six strings And I'm like, this fucking liar. I thought she could play the banjo. So, (laughs) so anyway, I feel betrayed by it for that reason, but I do love it. And I sing it when I feel like people are being mean to me. Yeah. (laughs) I feel. (laughs) I think a scratch is a very immature itch that we all have. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a. Yeah, I gave my ratings Uh, three out of 10, but also 13 out of 10. Love it.
0: I think the song is hilarious. I think it's so funny and petty. Especially given the, the lore of it The chorus is undeniable, there's Great orchestration and arrangement, love the Banjos, love the uh, strings, love the harmonies I love how she sounds on This song now, this is one of the only ones that I think Like the, the as Kennedy was saying The the mo- vocal maturity is helpful The only thing I do miss is the petty Fucking delivery, and so Like she she has matured And so like, you know, this one isn't One where I'm like, oh I'm dying to hear the original But I also, there there is A quality that's missing, but I think the vocal was better it's uh what i write i think i wrote a nine out of ten justin
1: um i this one you know i it's interesting that you were talking about how like she's writing pop music but siphoning it country this one has like a really traditional country like style and like whereas the story is being told and the, the resolution happens in the bridge and i think that like, it's well crafted in that way and that's why a lot of people really love it um it's not my favorite song yeah, um, because intellectually it does bristle me, but yes, I also do still scream it. So, similar to Catherine in that way, I would give it a three and a nine.
0: Incredible. Let's talk about the story of us.
1: Oof. Oof. I love
4: it's- it. I love <laughs> it. Uh, well, I told you in my, in my backstory, like, this is when I was like, I'm only going to listen to Paramore and Green Day now. So, when I was like, okay, Taylor, maybe... I'll give you a chance next album because of this and haunted. It's <laughs> better than revenge. Um, but oh, I love this song. I scream it all the time. Um, there is a music video for this, right? She was like wearing glasses. That is real. I think, I think so. I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm questioning everything. I know. <laughs> no, I love the song. I actually, I don't think I have that much to say about it. It's the 12 out of 10. Yeah.
2: Love. Um, Okay, so um, I thought that her storytelling was super fun in this. Uh, This is one of my favorite ones from the original album as well. I love, I've always loved the pettiness in her voice when she goes, next chapter. And then
3: it
2: just, <laughs> going. but I loved, I don't know if they changed the type of electric guitar that they use in this one, or if they did something different, but I loved how it sounded, especially in the instrumental bit right before the bridge. Um, and I liked how her voice sounded on it. Um, but yeah, I really liked the instrumental bit as well. I love it.
3: <laughs>
1: um, I'll go. ad-da. I like I love the story of us. It's really cute. the The course is fantastic. It's it is a solid, just like it's a banger. Like you, it, it's banger in like in this world. It's like you know, high octane banger. I enjoy it. Um, and I also think like the the little spoken's the the ends the next chapters the knowing laughs and all of these like songs like it really does communicate what she's trying to do, which is, you know, use her albums as a diary. And I think she does it well here. And, um, 11 out of
0: 10. I may need to call speak now on this one. I love this song. So this is, I think my favorite song on the album. I think defying all reason. It's one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. There's just something about it that really gets me. I think that, like, this re-recording is really great, but this is one of the songs that, like, in the future, I think I'm going to listen... Sorry, Taylor's royalties, but y- she doesn't need the money. I'm <sighs> going to listen to the original, just because, again, like, I think the worst vocal serves this track, the sort of, like, balls-to-the-wall, like, n- unsupported delivery. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just <laughs> think there's something about it that really scratches an itch in my brain. Um, this one... Like, if you play this song, I will lose my mind. And I run to this song. This is one of the songs that I put on my every single running playlist I basically ever made since early 2011 when I, like, started running. And um, I, uh, the one thing I wanted to comment, too, on here is she, like, her elisions, like, on when she sings go and down, like, the way she, like, sort of slides between the notes is quite skilled on this version, the the Taylor's version. I don't think I like it. Sorry, but this is a 16 out of 10 for me, um, for the content of the song, and this recording's probably like a, an 11. Yeah. Justin just reminded me, like,
4: this the storybook imagery, like the, the codex imagery. Sorry, I'm in a class about scripture making and like m- printing Bibles, but the codex imagery of pages, it's like, I think this is maybe one of the earliest times she uses it, but it makes me think of New Year's Day when she's like, Don't read the next the last page and then like Death by a Thousand Cuts, like why am I still writing pages? Like that's I don't know. She has a very linear narrative story way of I guess seeing the world that I
1: appreciate really hard. Yes. No. I agree, and also, I'm like, I, I, because midnight, Midnight's pisses me off when she calls it a concept album about, like, shit that kept her up at Midnight's, so I'm like, if you're going to have that loose of a relationship with a concept album, then why don't you just call everything, like, a concept album, because it's got pages, <laughs> it's a diary, like, Jesus Christ, speaking of God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> um, all right, shall we talk about Never Grow Up? I yes.
2: guess <laughs> <right>. so sad. <laughs> um okay so I'm going to be so real so my sister and I were together on vacation when this dropped but I purposely did not listen to this one just cuz I could not handle listening to grown up Taylor singing this cuz it's already so sad and like or not sad but you know it's emotional um and so and then I was like I'm not going to listen to it. And tonight I listened to it for the first time. I did cry. Um, I definitely cried. There is just the line where she's like, I just realized everything I have is someday going to be gone. How do you write that at 19 and just be like, yeah, okay, let me just throw that on the album. I guess I am. I was sobbing. So, um, (laughs) yeah, it just will always wreck me. Um, And then also like I nanny. And so I think about like the little kids and when I was like listening to it and then I really started to sob. Um, But yeah, so I, I love this song, but I can't listen to it a lot. I love it though. I like literally 12 out of 10 for the
4: writing, but it's devastating. (laughs) I feel like most Taylor Swift songs if you were threatening my family and my dogs, I could sing the whole thing, but not this one. I have
3: no idea what this sounds like.
2: Honestly,
4: honestly, save
2: yourself. It
4: is so. I know, nice. but I think I, I've been skipping it forever because what I listened to it the first time, I was like, "Oh, it's about her brother," and I don't like my brother. <laughs> I like them now, but, like, I don't know. We have a very emotionally stunted family that's, like, very formal, so I'm like, I would never say any of this shit. No one's ever said this shit to me, so I just don't listen to it. (sighs) I have no idea what it sounds like. I can't read it. I have no idea what this sounds like. I listened to it on accident while listening to the re-recording, and I was like, oh, what was that song? I was like, okay. And I didn't go back to be like, new song to me. No, I have no idea what this sounds like. Um, (laughs) There we go. (laughs)
0: Well, it's really sad. So you're saving yourself. That's good. <laughs> I can go next. Um, let me set my timer. I get this song, but I don't love it in that way. I think it's everything that you said, Kennedy. Very skilled storytelling. Very, it hits blah blah blah. But I also don't think it's like my number one. I don't know. I have a thing against Taylor Swift singing these songs. Like, like family songs. I don't know why. Um, I think that uh, it is good. I like this recording of it better. I think it's nice to hear her more mature. Uh, and I have to say, every time that we do a Taylor album, um, but particularly on this song, that at one time my brother and her brother played beer pong together and he quit. The Taylor's brother, Austin, quit. Um, and uh, this was at Notre Dame University. Um, the, I wrote that it's a it's an eight out of 10. Like I get that it's good, but I don't, I don't play it. And it used to be a skip for me. Amazing.
1: I'm going to surprise myself and use a speak now um, <laughs> on this track. Oh, <laughs> Cause I've got wow. something I need to work out with all the minds here. And I want to say this. I think that it, like listening to speak now in the way that you're listening to it, Kennedy is the most positive, like, like gorgeous way of doing it, right? It's, you know, it's celebrating that sentimentality and celebrating it as a song that is sentimental and loving and loving of, and you know, celebrating the loving and soaking in of life. But there's something about it that rubs me the wrong way. And because it, it just feels like, I feel like, Taylor's got a lot, a, a big relationship with like the loss of innocence and that being a kind of a bad thing. And this isn't necessarily about the loss, but it kind of is. And I also feel like she's encouraging women, particularly, to like really savor their like the years of zero to 18 and like not look forward to like what happens in college and what happens later in life. Like, this is like your time and you should love it. And like, I don't know, it feels weird to me. Does anybody, I don't know. No, I
2: totally, I totally get that. I totally get that. And like, I think that you're totally right. Like she lost innocence so young and like was thrown into the limelight. And also like, you know, now we know was not working with like the best people on her team and all that stuff in the beginning. And I think that she probably writes that because she's like, I would give anything to have to know what it would be like if I could just have those years, but then for us who like, we did get to kind of have those years cause we weren't thrown into the situation that she was, then you're kind of looking at it like, well, girl, like there's life after this, like, it's going to be okay. But she, I mean, I think of it like, she's just mourning the fact that she did not get to have that, you know, I kind of, but like, it's like, she doesn't like, I don't know. Does that make sense?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
4: Yeah. Totally agree. Um, I spend time on the K pop fandom part of the internet where they call anyone who's over the age of 19 a hag. So, like, I think a lot of it is like when you're that young, maybe maybe you're ageist. I don't know. Like, it is it, this might be like maybe an immaturity, like one of the many immaturities of the album, I guess, just like emotional immaturity of hag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can be called a hag all the time on the internet, even Ooh. indirectly. Um, and I just, like, when she's talking about the re-recording, she talks about, I recorded no, I recorded this now as a 32-year-old woman. And, like, here's the things I felt when I was a, a young woman. It's like, she's, I think it's good to recognize that she does that work to put distance and be like, that
1: was all stuff that I probably wouldn't say now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes me, and the last thing I'll say, it makes me think of, like, the people I knew in high school that were like bawling over the fact that like prom was over. Like, you know, like because prom was supposed to be such a formidable thing. It's like, sweetheart, it's what? Why? Why?
4: Uh, and also, did it Taylor? Taylor has said before, like, all when she looks back, all her like red carpet looks before red, she was like, I just was wearing prom dresses a little time because I never had get, got to have a prom because I went to Christian homeschool on the internet. Right. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, and I, I totally actually feel or, or felt in my life these same exact emotions. Like, I I have kept journals all my life, and I recently was looking back at my high school ones for some research for a play, which was terrifying. But I was expressing all of this, like, right out of high school as I was, like, leaving my family and leaving my friends and, like, this idea of, like, like – it's, like, like coming to terms with one's childhood being over, I just think as an adult, it's a hard mindset to get into because, like, when I think about it, I actually like my life so much more. Now that I have autonomy over it, there are parts of it that are hard, but, like, I think that romanticizing being a kid is, like, actually, that was really fucking hard. Sorry, there are fireworks going out right our, outside our window, and they're kind of big.
1: Yeah, um, we can see them along. Uh,
0: Steel day? Uh, the Day is the French, it's the French. Um, uh, Sorry I wanted to weigh in on that Because I think that those sentiments are really Like uh, literally Sparks fly um, uh, <laughs> um, Yeah no I think the Sentiments are super relatable but I think Maybe that's one of the reasons why I shy away from The song is because I, I Don't know I just don't uh, yeah maybe it's this Like I don't want to listen to it you know I do the same
3: <laughs>
0: um, Shall we talk About Enchanted
3: Yes.
4: Yeah. Um, I love this song. Maybe it's very basic of me because like as I said, this is not a favorite album of mine. So I feel like most of my favorite songs are like popular ones. But this is a favorite. It's like a it's like a twenty two out of ten for me.
3: <laughs> I think oh my about God. What,
4: I think about when I went in a nursing home and I'm demented and someone puts a pen in my hand. I'll just go to write please don't be in love with someone else over and over again. I was like, in my padded room, I was like, it's with my blood as I'm losing all my memories. (laughs) That's That's what I'll do. I don't know. For some, I think that I listened to it so much an alarming amount. I think for, I mean, at the age 22, like when, I don't know, experiencing weird dating things, even though that was mortifying stuff. (laughs) But this is a mortifying song because she wrote it about the Alice City guy. And I'm like, you know what? That tracks for me and my also Can my you choices. <laughs> that
2: Sometimes I just think about the fact that it is about him and I just get a
4: good little chuckle. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm very fond of this song. Super fond of this song.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I uh think that it's some of the best lyrics on the album. I love the imagery. I always have. Um, She really can, like, paint the picture. I love... Did I write down something that... uh, Oh, yeah. Your Eyes Whispered Have We Met. Like, that whole um, bit there. I absolutely love how she just, like, paints the picture right from the beginning. Um, And then it's, like, also very catchy. Um, And... I saw her do this on the tour and it was stunning and it was just, everyone was just singing at the top of their lungs and it was magical and everyone's bracelet lit up purple. It was great.
4: I'll never forget it. I loved it.
0: Oh my
2: oh. God.
4: Oh, oh, wait, I have a tiny question. Has anyone, did any of us own or smell Wonderstruck or Wonderstruck enchanted her
0: favorites? No, but I was watching TikToks
2: about it. You, you owned it Kennedy? No, I smelled it once in Macy's and said,
4: "Not for me." I I smelled it as well and I didn't like it. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sweet. It's really basic. What is it? It has like vanilla. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I don't might think be bergamot. That... I hate citrus. <laughs> yeah. If you're okay. if you're wearing prom dresses to the red carpet, then you probably can't curate a good scent. And like, well, and that's then, not her fault. It was that's not her sweet. fault. <laughs> it was real, real sweet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Um go for it. I'll go. I I do really like this song. I think it's great. I think the poetry is good. I, but I think like the reason this song, this song sticks out is because she's got the word wonder struck in it, which is, has such a specificity to it. And I also like, I, I, like I see her and feel her exploring her falsetto more on this album. And that like explodes into the rest of her career. And I enjoy the vocal uh, approach. So I would give it a nine out of 10.
0: It, in my notes, I just wrote, wow, I love this song so much. I think the it is so corny and the imagery is so hacky in terms of the sort of, like, princessy imagery of it and the Enchanted to meet you of it all. But also, like, the the parts of it that are, like, like, the Wonderstruck, like, the bridge, like, it's so specific and it's so good. And that octave jump she does when she sings the first Please Don't Be In Love With Someone Else to so the next one, I just, like... It's incredible. I love this song so much. I think it's sweeping. It's orchestral. That's my time. It's a 13 out of 10.
3: Love. Love. (laughs) Okay.
0: Our next song is Innocent. (laughs) Let's talk about it. I can go first, actually. I I I thought it would be uh, better than Revenge or am I wrong? Wait. Oh, no. You're totally right. I skipped it. For reasons, okay, better than revenge. let's talk about that, and then we'll talk about innocent. go for it
4: um okay, I love the I love the original one. I still listen to it
3: yeah. <laughs> um, I, I
4: mean I think this, I think changing the lyric I mean I think there's a lack of integrity there I think you should stick by your words i think <laughs> I don't know you're not what you, what's she you doing on the mattress? She could be sleeping she could be knitting she could be <laughs> she could be doing anything um, but no <laughs> but the lack of okay i think i think a true lack of integrity in changing it frankly like i you don't like this is a debate sorry once again i am a religious studies student so people always we hear debates about like should should people edit the bible so that there's no mentions of slavery at all and i'm like Half those characters in the Old Testament were enslaved. I'm like, there's no reason to edit shit for current-day sensibilities. I think it's cowardly. Yeah.
0: For our casual, casual Swifties listening in, can you explain the lyric change for our listeners? Oh my
4: god, yeah. Um, So this song is supposedly famously about uh, Camilla Bell, who stole, quotes, uh, Joe Jonas from Taylor Swift. Uh, in the love bug music video <laughs> uh-huh. TV TV. Uh, a great music video mm-hmm. um and the <laughs> lyric is she's better known it's something 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 she's an actress she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress and i'm and you know that's pretty spicy for her at this age um but she changed it in the re-recording too he was a moth to the flame she was holding the matches uh I don't know about that. Well, I think it's the first time she's described a man as a bug, which I like.
0: Ah, <laughs> Kafka.
4: <laughs> um, matches? I mean, now that makes me think of Dear John, so I'm like, what's going on here? I don't know. Uh, Better than the Original Originals like 11 out of 10. This negative uh, 100 out of 10. Recording. <laughs> yeah. Mhm.
2: Um, it is also my least favorite one. On- <laughs> Um, yeah, I... I'm like, I so, uh, like, I understand her being like, I, you know, I wouldn't say that now, but I'm like, you already said it. Like everyone already knows the lyrics. <laughs> everyone already sings it. Everyone, no one is mad. Like no one, Camilla's not mad. Joe is not mad. Like no one's mad. And I was like, why? Oh, every time that it would play in the car, my sister and I would get upset and I would be like, I, no. And then I think that she added in that riff, uh, the, the riff at the end. You know what I'm talking about? I forget what it oh, is, but she yeah. like, uh, but she like did like an extra riff. And I was like, I feel like you're trying to make up for this. I did not expect her to riff. It was a moment. Um, and then I was just like, I would have rather just heard you saying the mattress lyric. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's like probably one of the ones that I will still stream the original.
0: I'm going to call a speak now because I have, I I just want to be a part of this conversation without a a time hanging over my head. I so agree with everything that's been said. I think it is abominable and one of the worst things she's ever done to change this lyric. Um, I think that there is like just, it, 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 And to change it to something that is so inferior. Like, if she had given us bars with her rewrite, fine. But the, the rewrite is not, is not as good. And, just, I think about like the fucking thrill it would be to hear her sing this line on a permanent recording. Now, I think it would be fun. Um, and I will never willingly listen to this version again in my life, just for this podcast. Um, I think the same thing I've been harping on. I think the worst vocal from prior is better. Um, I think that the delivery from prior is better. I can feel her. I know it's, psychosomatic, but like I can feel her energetically pulling back from this song in the, in the vocal recording. And I don't, I want to hear her go at it, you know, like, and I know even when she recorded the song, it wasn't like necessarily a fresh thing. Um, but it, it just is missing something. And I absolutely detest the rewrite. And, um, I think that, uh, I like what you said, Catherine, about integrity. It just, it it does seem cowardly and sort of like, I don't know. I just really, like, she knew she was going to have this coming up. It's the only lyric to my knowledge other than um, I'm going to tell everyone you're gay. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I think it's about time. It's time because like, I'm, how,
4: I'll tell them all that you're gay I mean, that's between Like, there's reprints of debut Like, right. you can and buy she, homophobic version on eBay Like, it was put on a CD She,
0: um, she changed it so fast, too She changed yeah. it quick mm-hmm. and, and there's right. also, like,
4: I even think of something even stupider Like me, like, she got rid of spelling Is fun on the album mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine, you're still writing it but This is old there's, there's children as old as this song You can't do yes. that <laughs> I
3: have
1: to, I gotta jump in because this was like a, the, the you're gay thing was a, like a topic in my class. Um, and like, I mean, at least with the, you're gay thing, yes, she changed it earlier on. And also the, like her intent at the time was homophobic. Like, so, uh, like, so I understand like, okay, I'm going to change it. Um, but like, can I just go into talking now? I don't know. Do I need to do the 32nd? Right, well, I'm already here, okay, so I mean, has she read literature? like frankly, much better female writers have said much worse about women and not changed it like it doesn't fucking matter like just keep the keep the phrase it's it's interesting, it's more like it's fun, it's petty, and we like being petty I, I mean, there's not a single Taylor Swift fan I know that doesn't like being petty, so frankly, keep the line
0: um. I have a question, which is Do y'all know the anecdote that um, Michelle Zahner of Japanese Breakfast told about meeting Taylor Swift? Yes,
1: of course I do. No, I don't. Tell it. Okay,
0: <laughs> is it the okay English major? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a
4: lit major. I think I don't remember. English it, major.
0: Yeah, English major. So at, at an award show, I think Michelle Zahner was ordering like a, I don't know if she was ordering or Taylor was ordering a Diet Coke with no, that. was That was, that was t- Order. That's that was Taylor. Taylor's
4: order. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did Michelle order? Did she say? I don't
4: remember. Anyway, she, like, she said. I don't think so.
0: She hadn't met. I don't think she had met Taylor Swift before, but she had always wanted to ask if. Oh my God! What is the song? And she asked if it was a Gatsby reference. What's the What's the song that she asked about? Um. um isn't it? I think it's Invisible important.
4: String.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't it just so pretty yes. to think? <laughs> Yes, she Uh, asked if it was a Hemingway reference, actually. It's not a, sorry, it's not a Gatsby reference. My bad. Uh, She asked if if that line, isn't it so pretty to think, is a Hemingway reference. And Taylor said, okay, English major, in that tone. And um, Uh, walk away. Walk off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So wait, she can say, okay, English major, but not the line about the mattress? Same thing, but... Same energy.
0: Same
4: energy. It's like, how dare Michelle Zadder go to Bryn Mawr? Um, You know?
0: It's the same. Um, I say it's a 0 out of 10 for this recording, but a 13 out of 10 for the original. I love the original kind of with abandon, and that's why I'm disappointed. I think I just fucking ride for the original. Do you guys remember that one video where she's like about to perform at the piano
2: and then someone goes, I love better than revenge. And then she turns immediately and goes, thank you. Like she was so. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like she's immediately like, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, like, this, so is, like this is back then, like
4: 2010, 11. It's so like, funny. she was ready. Like she was petty. and like, where is that? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I have to imagine, She was, must've been so proud of mattress actress. Like I remember being a press <laughs> by, it's like, uh, we were so impressed. By so many That's so many letters to rhyme.
0: That's, good job.
1: It feels so good in the ear, in the brain. It feels so good. Well, and
0: it's yeah, now a canon, iconic rhyme. Like, when I think about what rhymes with either of those words, it's immediate. Whereas, had she not done that, who knows? <laughs> Was anyone, like, saying things before she re-released
2: this, being like, what is she going to say on this track? Or like, They were. They were. They were.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, I guess Uh, I admire her. I I
0: would. She should just make up for it and do when she does, or if she ever does like this era's tour. If she does a video, or like like a doc, or if she does a live recording, like she could make up for it by just doing it live. I, but she won't.
1: I okay. Can I? I, I'm going to go on a tangent for two seconds. This also kind of reminds me of. (laughs) And just like that with Sarah Jessica Parker.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Um the, the one of the big like criticisms of the reboot is that like Sarah Jessica Parker won't say anything or do anything bad or sexual no, anymore. She won't take hunt. Yeah, she won't take hunt and she like and like her character had a problem with saying um, hashed or like uh three code VAG in the city, um, which was like in a in a podcast advertisement. We wrote but anyways. It feels like like Sarah Jessica Parker has like changed the tone of it just like that because she's become so like prude and PC and like I and and Taylor has like changed the tone of this song like because she's become so like prude about this specific
0: it's insult. The whole song is about something different because she changed the line.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah,
4: like, it was never about the dude, ever, ever. No. It's about a woman.
0: Yeah, I, I do have to say before we move on, I love the paramour of it all with this song. You can hear her, like, love and admiration for Haley in a lot of these tracks, but particularly this one. And I love, I really do like it when she kind of almost, like, writes in the style of other writers and it's kind of, like, Girl, we can tell you're pretending to be Lana Del Rey in your room, you know? Like, this is her Haley moment of that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, shall we talk about Innocent finally after I I give you a sneak peek, taking it back, moving forward? Innocent. Do you want
1: to go first, Kayla?
0: Yeah, I was going to go first before because I don't have too much to say except that I hate this song. I think it's so patronizing. I think it's borderline gross and weird. It really is weird now. I don't, like, I just don't think she had any business like commenting on a grown man's, like, like, Kanye was right. He, he's very complicated and I wish him well and I hope he's healthy. But, like, he was right in that moment and for her to continually act and create so much media about how she was, like, a horrible victim when she literally won an award that, like, the, that video wasn't better than Single Ladies. And I don't like single ladies. Um, that's my time. This is a two out of ten. Yeah, I also don't know what this song
4: sounds like. Uh have skipped it forever. <laughs> have skipped it for all time. It's
0: it's, a
2: skip. it's for yeah.
4: Me. yeah, I mean I appreciate and I don't appreciate, but like in vigilante shit. She says I don't dress for innocence either. I'm like, okay. Great eating a dead horse. But
1: anyway, (laughs) that's
4: all I have to say.
1: I Um, hate this one too. Oh, it's, it's bad. It's like, it's like Christian coded for me. It's like, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to go high. I don't give a fuck. It's bad. Two out of 10.
2: I feel the exact same way. This is the one I would um, consistently skip and go right to what is ha- next haunted, right? I would go right to it and just be like, and eh, we're done. I didn't even know the song was about Kanye West because I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay attention to it. So I I would have to like go back and listen to it now and being like, okay, it's about Kanye West, but like...
1: It makes it worse. It, I was going to say, I was hey. like, I
2: know some of these lyrics and I'm like, I don't think that's so good anyway <laughs> so I, I really don't have a lot to say about this track I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna give it a two out of ten as well I guess
3: love
1: we hate innocent across the board <laughs> <laughs> Kayla You're are you muted yeah are you muted Kayla or Sorry,
0: I was saying so much no I I'm Glad we're all in unity here, I'm glad we're all in solidarity, and let's talk about Haunted.
4: Love. Um, I was so good at cello for most of my life, and then I only played the Game of Thrones theme all through high school. But then when I became a speak now stan in college, I took out my cello, and I learned Haunted by ear. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I love haunted. It's so stupid. And I love her stupid bell. You've seen the v- videos from the Speak Now tour with the stupid fucking she has like a whole like gong thing and like these bells. And I'm like, it's quasimodo. I I love it. How love was it, it. Live,
0: how was it live, Kennedy, with the bells? She didn't do haunted. She did that at the she did that at the early tour. I'm so sorry. I miss her. Yeah, speak oh, now. I speak now tour to bootlegs.
2: Yeah, no, it didn't get Haunted. But Haunted is my sister's favorite song off his album. And, like, if we would have gotten it, I think she would have passed out. So maybe
3: she <laughs> <we> didn't.
4: <laughs> I think that both both this and the story of us have great moments of, like, silence and, like, cutting out the instrumental for, like, a come on, come on, don't leave me like this. I just like it for those reasons. It's a 12 out of 10.
2: Yep, I just love the strings. I think it's so different, and I just love the intensity of it. And I love the the bridge, um, the ah, uh, when she goes uh, and just like does her whole thing.
1: Living. I was gonna ask you about that actually. I <laughs> I wrote in my notes, can Kennedy belt that? So if you would like to belt it, you can, but you don't have to.
2: Um, I would love to, but uh, I have family that's sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. But I do. <laughs> sing that in the shower all the time. Um, and I love it. Um, but yeah, I would have to give that a 12 out of 10 as well.
4: There were definitely twilight new moon, like fan music videos with this song.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's so, um, fitting. It's like thundering and lightning as we talk about this song. Um, I'll try and fit this into 30 seconds cause I'm out of, I'm out of speak nows, but it's going to be hard because I have a, I have a, Wavy relationship with the song. This used to be a skip for me, and it is no longer a skip. Particularly this recording, I'm fucking obsessed with. I can't get enough of it. I don't know why it was a skip for me the first time around, but I'm absolutely obsessed with this song. I love the strings. I love the orchestration. I think the reason why I didn't like it is because there are some of the worst scansion I've ever heard in my life in this song. Mm -hmm terribly there's parts in the verse where it's just like the scansion is all over the place It's trying to fit as I am right now too many syllables into too few notes um, and uh, essentially now it's probably like a 10 11 it used to be like I didn't listen to it I wouldn't have a right day that's it
3: Whoa. It is Uh, lightning
0: and thunder. Justin, over to you. Whoa. Can you hear that?
1: Yes. That was, I love that. That was, that was this guy telling you you should listen to it sooner. Um, I love haunted. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, the, the quote from Catherine that always sticks with me is that sometimes Taylor has overwritten choruses. This is not one of those times. I think that, you know, she relies on the uh, music being interesting and different, her like vocal delivery and just the sincerity of the song. And it, like, I think it's a a really a, a classic fan favorite. It's a great song. I would give it a 13 out of 10.
0: All right, uh, let's talk about "Last Kiss." Speak now.
3: Okay, go for it. Yes,
1: um, I unabashedly love "Last Kiss." "Last Kiss" is I probably in my top five favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. I th- think that it is. Like, it's one of the long songs on this album that invites you in just with the beginning of it. Like, just the way that that piano plays. And then, like, she's literally inviting you to sit down with her and cry in the corner of a room, wearing a T-shirt. And just, like, it's so beautiful. And it's, like, it's not incredibly new to be like well actually i don't know i don't i don't feel like i've ever heard a song that like literally set like ruminates on the idea that like you've had a last kiss and like that it'll never you'll never return to that i just think it's a really great idea for a song it's really really well executed and i you know pulls brings me to tears every time i love it it's a it's a 25 out of 10 (laughs)
4: Like when I was first listening to speak now, even accidentally as a kid, I was like, this is long. Once again, immature. But I fell in love with this song in 2020. I I would play it on loop, like overnight. I'd wake up and I was playing. I think it was my spot, it was on my Spotify rap, number one, once. I was like, this is bad. <laughs>
3: You look demented. (laughs) You look deranged. (laughs) Um,
4: I love it. I love so much about it. I love the bridge. Um, Like, so I'll watch your life in pictures. Like I used to watch you sleep. I was like,
3: "Oh, Jesus Christ! What the
4: fuck?" I don't know. It's it is. Yeah, it's it's like a thirty out of ten for me. (laughs) And I don't know like people have always said like she sounds like she is trying not to cry on the original recording and i don't know about yeah and i don't know people i remember when there when she was still dating Joe Alwyn people were like i hope they never break up because then last kiss will be, still be forever your name on my lips another joe but now i guess whoops <laughs>
3: there
4: you go yeah 30 out of 10
2: yeah, um, I totally agree. Uh, it is just pure devastation, but in the best way, it's like comforting devastation. It's like, you're just going to sit with a friend. Just, 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 like you said, Justin, where you're just like invited in, just have a good little cry. Um, I listened to this song, uh, originally, before I even had my first kiss. And then I was like, God, this is gonna be just insane when this, you know, happens. And then I remember like through each of my breakups, I would not listen to this like right off the bat because I didn't ever want this song to be associated with like a bad memory because I love it so much. It was like I needed to like
3: protect <laughs> it. and
2: then like Once I was like, okay, I feel okay, and I can just sit here and have a nice cry, and then I would play it. And each time it's like cathartic and amazing, and I've never gotten sick of it, and I cry every single time. And I also wrote down the I'll watch your life in pictures like I used to watch you sleep. Mm. It killed me. I would also say that one is going to be my second favorite song of the album, I think.
1: Also, lyrical shout-out to I'll Keep Up With Our Old Friends Just To Ask Them How You Are. Such a very relatable thing to do Uh and feel and write. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I am so sorry to say that my... (laughs) You're going to all murder me. My notes say three letters, meh, with a question mark? I'm oh so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, wrong with you. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry i am so sorry i will think about it. No, when you, <laughs> I hear you all talk about the song, I think about it in my mind and I'm warm to it. I did still rate it a 7 out of 10. I didn't give it a bad rating. But this, I just never had a moment of really connecting with this song. And I think I just have something about her ballads on this album where, like, consistently you can see me disconnecting from the ballads. I think because I was in a chaotic time of my life and i like didn't want to feel or whatever so like i didn't really connect with the ballads on this album and so um yeah no this is a seven out of ten for me but i will listen to it with new ears and if god forbid i ever have a breakup
3: and I'm, and
0: I'm, you know, i can't listen to it but maybe i will and that'll be the moment that it it comes. <laughs> um, any other last kiss thoughts? Anyone want to like actually guillotine me?
1: Well, no. I, no, I just have to take fine. issue. I just have to take issue with one thing that Kayla said, which was, I gave it a 7 out of 10, which is not a bad rating, which actually canon on this podcast is a horrific
0: rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gave the song Rumors by Lindsay Lohan a 7 out of 10. <laughs> That's a good song. Okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, fine. (laughs) Oh, I
0: just love the
1: uh,
4: I'll sit on the floor wearing your clothes. I'm like,
2: (sighs) yeah, it's just like everyone has been there, you know, it's just relatable. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I haven't listened to it about a breakup, but I know the t shirt that I would wear of Jeremy's to sing that lyric too if we ever. (laughs) 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 That's the kind of emotional cutter I am.
0: Um, should we talk about Long Live? Let's
4: Corny do as it. Fuck, I've never liked this song. I only like it because of the the next day. Not the next day. Oh my god, I'm thinking of David Bowie, uh, New Year's Day, New Year's Day medley. I don't like this song. I mean, I feel like it takes what Kayla said about. I mean, I agree with this. Enchanted and Long Live both have this princessy mm-hmm. monarchy imagery, and I'm like, ew. This is America. And that's, yeah, no, it's a, I don't really like this song, but it does make me emotional because it's like graduation, but like middle school graduation vibes. I'm like, you I'm gonna see you in the next hallway. Um so but I'm fond of it. It's a seven point five out of ten.
2: Um you go Ken. No, no, you go Justin.
1: Um, okay, my, I take issue with the specific line in this, which is, uh, fighting dragons with you because up until that point, like we knew Taylor's dragons and we knew that she was playing a victim in most of those situations. And so then calling them a dragon feels so immature and it just doesn't work for me. And it like, I, I think that the melody has something to it and it's undeniably a catchy song, but I do not like it. Four out of 10.
2: Okay. So I, Never listen to this song just on the album. I never do because again i it is giving high school graduation, and I don't care
3: <laughs>
2: that being said, and I also don't like the Fighting dragons line either. <clears throat> that being said, when she played it on tour in Kansas City the other night, <laughs> I had full tears because. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe like they got that. I would love to listen to it in a stadium like that where it's like, cause, cause the, it doesn't feel like too graduation. At that point, it feels more like, look at what, like we are doing together in this space. Let's have a great night. We're going to like all be together, you know, and like, look, you guys have been my fans for so long, you know, all that stuff. So I would like to see it in that setting. I'm sad that she didn't do it when I saw her, but at the same time, I'm not running to this. I've never been running to this track on this album. So it's, you know, one of those things.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like if you listen to it in the, like she built something Gorgeous with her fans, like there's there's something to it that is really beautiful, and it would be very communal in a in a concert space for sure.
2: Yeah, but if you're just listening to it on the album, you're just like, I am not at a high school. I'm not listening to
0: "As We Grow Up." Like, I'm not. Yeah. I think she has a thing for ending her albums with like we songs. Like I associate this song in my mind with change from fearless. Yes, one hundred percent. Subject of the sentences is we, and so. I have a fondness for it because I do think it's a good ending song for the album that I started listening to. I also had a version that included the, the next two tracks we'll talk briefly about, but um, I think of this as the end of the album and I think it's a great album and song. Um, I think it's like an eight out of 10 for me. It's not one that I absolutely go feral for, but it is one that like, I think it's a good time. I think it's well-written. Um, I think it's fine. And it's fun to hear her sing this one older too, I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. So we talk about, we're going to have a brief chat um, about ours and uh, as well as Superman, because those were bonus tracks on an original release of this album. Um, But we're, Everyone is implementing the 30-second rule here. If, you, if either of the two of you want to call a speak now, you can. But each of the two of, all of the four of us will have four, 30 seconds to talk about this, these um, songs. And uh, I can time because I have it all set up on my phone. Does anyone want to jump in first? Yes, go for it, Kennedy. I need five seconds. Cute for hours. Just cute. Great. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: ours, I will talk about ours again when I talk about my vault track, so we'll go back to that later.
0: Yeah, I think it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's boring, but
1: it's cute.
0: But it's cute. Oh, cool. Superman.
2: Um, Superman was consistently my least favorite on the album the entire time that that album has been out, and then it. I knew that it was also the least streamed song from that album. And then when the re-release came out again, it was the least streamed song. And I was like, okay, at least I like, I feel very validated knowing that this is my least favorite on this album. So very like one out of 10. (laughs) Well,
3: interesting.
0: (sighs) Um I'll go next. I actually kind of like the re-recording. It opened me up to the song. I think it's not her greatest song. It's not one that I like choose to listen to out of this album, but I thought the re-record. I was like, "Oh, this is fine. Sure." That's all I have to say. Work.
4: Uh, this is another song that I I don't know what it sounds like. Um <laughs> both the, Okay, I have to say briefly on ours. The Ours music video and this song. They both have this Taylor Swift imagines working a normal job With an office and I'm like that's so Weird to me
2: (laughs) There was an hours music Video oh my
4: god there's an hour Okay I have to I will talk about it Again at length because it's related to
1: Timeless to me but anyway That's so wild
2: okay Learn something new every day
4: (laughs)
1: Um for Superman I will Say that it is Republican coded That's it And
4: so is the hours music video (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: cool so we decided beforehand that each of us would talk about a single vault track does anyone want to jump in first
1: i would like to start okay. because oh no you go catherine no you go no no no, you go because you have to talk about the artist music video
4: Okay, well, Timeless, I have a list. I Immediately when I listened to this, I made a list on my phone of Taylor Swift songs about war. I put Ours Music Video, Timeless, Starlight, I, Starlight's Negligible, Epiphany, The Great War. And that just, she's very white dad-coded because she loves to write about the two world wars. She loves, she loves to write about the two world wars. She likes to fantasize about war. But not um, read about it. Not read about it. And... The Ours music video was very Republican-coded. I I mean, I feel like I might... It's weird that a bonus child would get a music video, so I suspect it might have been, like, maybe, like, a charity thing for, like, veterans. But, like, the Ours music video, she's, like, working a job with a cubicle, and, like, she's... And then at the end of the music video, she's welcoming home her soldier boyfriend. So this is very, like, war in Afghanistan, 2010. (laughs) (laughs) I have never... Horrible shit. And the actor is the guy... He's in Midnight Mass. I don't know what else I've seen him in. But anyway, and I just... Time was like first okay she is kind of like light side slightly prior lana del rey here because she loves to fantasize about the 1940s but only like very pg over the draft <laughs> like nothing horrible is happening there's no war crimes what adam bob oppenheimer um oh she likes to write about the kennedys she likes to write about the world wars it's a stupid song um yeah, that's all I have to say. It's a horrible song. That's why I wanted to talk about it.
1: I just have one question. I, you know, after listening to your description of the Hours music video, are you sure it's not the Just a Dream video by Carrie Underwood? <laughs> no, 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 no.
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. Taylor Swift got in an elevator. She had an office job. She went to a cubicle. It was all very grayscale, like desaturated. But then when she met her, when she met her freaking soldier boyfriend, it became colorful. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> She like
4: wow. There we go. Taylor Swift loves writing about war, but only the world wars and the war in Afghanistan. Wow, Republican.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) Republican. Um, so I want to talk about Castles Crumbling, and we maybe already debunked the theory, but I'm going to bring it back. The reason I wanted to talk about Castles Crumbling is because in Vampire, the song by Olivia Rodrigo, there is the line, how's the castle built off people you pretend to care about? Anyways, we know that, like, Taylor has used Castle as an imagery for her fan base and for her career for quite some time. We have the song Castles Crumbling that was released a week after um, vampire and yes I am living my TikTok conspiracy theory truth right now but in addition to the song Castle's Crumbling being released she also featured Haley Williams who we know was inspiration in, d- during this album but who we also know is getting royalties off of Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You so is this another dig at Olivia Rodrigo a la having Sabrina Carpenter open the South American leg of the tour? I think so Wow,
2: I did not think about that at all, and that might be very spot on. Uh,
4: My only thought, (laughs) Dr. Paramore, was I was thinking of the great song from Brand New Eyes, Brick by Boring Brick. So, anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can go next, and I had wanted to talk about... uh, I was torn between two I was gonna make a split second Decision I am gonna talk about I can see You this one stood out to me on a listen Because it has such different production Than the rest of the album It's very Heavily produced as um, but You know as we were talking about at the very beginning Of the podcast there was so- sort of a Fondness for um, Like things where the guitars Seem live like there's actual guitars and this Song is very like heavily Like vocally filtered very Heavily instrumentally filtered um, I think it's fun. I like, I, I don't think it's a great song. Um, I just watched the music video, which features Joey King and Taylor Lautner, and someone who I know is famous but didn't recognize in the person in the van um, in the narrative of the um music video is sort of like heist break-in, but they're saving Taylor Swift, I think. Um Taylor Lautner also recently in one of the recent Tour dates, the, I think it was the day Fearless was released, came out on stage, did some black backflips. Um, Joey King was there. Um, yeah, overall, I think this is fine. I think it's fun to see her put out some of these music videos for her old content. But I think my thing about Taylor Swift music videos is that especially when she directs them, but like literally going throughout her whole history of music videos is that there's just such a heavily um, produced aspect of them where they look photoshopped all the time and they look like the lighting choices are really theatrical and like the way her like costume and face looks is just really like manufactured. And um, it, it, again, this, Cameron brought up, like, it's tough to watch her on film. This refrain we always talk about is, like, her moving image is sometimes hard to deal with because she's kind of, like, awkward and, like, she's so pretty, but there's something that's, like, hard to watch. (laughs) Anyway, I felt that in this music video. (laughs) Um, I
4: I guess there's kind of a circular thing here. I think I remember reading interviews or something where she said... she first became super involved with directing or interested in directing on the set of the mind music video. So I don't know. Like this is, that's also another thing, but besides writing every track on the album, she started to be interested in directing her own music videos at this time for good or bad. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think she should work with other people. I don't think yeah she do this. Um, also, I believe Joey King
4: and the other, like the blonde girl, were both the kids in the Mean Music video. So it's a cute. Oh, uh,
1: mm, that thing. is cute. Yeah. yeah, I I think she could direct her own videos if she learned what a metaphor is. And Stop. Then,
0: oh my god. A
1: visual, a visual metaphor, a visual metaphor.
0: Right, not of writing. She has a lot, She has a handle on writing metaphors.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel so mean. I do love her.
0: <laughs> Are you going to be so mean? <laughs>
3: um,
0: I think she, she's okay though. She's doing fine. Over yeah. to you. Yeah, no, she, yeah.
2: But I, my thing with her music videos, I love that she brought all of them back for her. I thought it was so cute. And then to have for like her in the vault waiting with the speak now, they, like
0: oh, it was a vault. Okay. All right.
2: Oh yeah. And then she has the 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 painting, the <laughs> portrait <poster laughs> of the Speak Now final. So then it's like they're they're getting the speak now out. So I like that. But my thing is is that there are always so many Easter eggs in all of her music videos that that can become distracting as well because you're trying so many people are so focused on like what is she telling us through this that it's like hard to just enjoy the music video and just see like that's why i love the all too well short because it was like this is the story we're not focused on trying to get you to know anything else other than what's going on in this moment and that's why i thought it worked because everyone seemed very locked into like this is the thesis but with like other stuff that she's done, like even with like the karma ice spice, like I did not love that music video. Just, there was so much going on and so much that I feel like she tries to communicate, but I don't think the music video is like always the best way to do it. Cause I think there's just so much happening that then you kind of lose sight of like, what is the story that you're trying to tell exactly?
1: So I absolutely agree. I, you know what? I don't play Sudoku for a reason and I don't (laughs) care about Easter eggs either.
4: Exactly. If I want to know, some Swifty on TikTok will tell me and they'll probably be wrong, but it's fun for them. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, (laughs) Kennedy, have you talked about your track yet? Oh my gosh. No. Hold on. Wait. I had, let me pull it up. Okay. So I had Foolish One and I really. Okay, I have a a little bit of a gripe with her. I under Okay. This one is not going to fit the narrative that she was having in the original one of like whimsical fairy tale romance in encha- you know, we we got enchanted and not foolish one. I feel like though, like I was in middle school when this came out. I could have used yeah, ooh, Yes. You know, yes. Over enchanted because It gave me a false sense of, like, what was going to happen in romantic relationships. But Foolish One, I was like, she's literally laughing. She's like, la, 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 Foolish (laughs) One. It's like she's taunting you for being stupid. (laughs) I could have... I really could have used this. So, um, yeah. And then when she's just like, you are not the exception. And then she also goes, uh, don't know what to call the situation, but I know I can't call you mine. And I'm like, every girl I know has been in this situation. And I am just like, we all really probably could have used a little bit of a pep talk, but it makes me wonder too, because this to me sounds like it comes from a more mature, um, mindset someone looking back on these times and like, I wonder if she wrote it later and just said, let's, it fits. So let's put it there. Um, so that's what I thought. Um, and then also when it says, and you'll say you had the best of intentions and maybe then I'll learn my lesson. I'm like, "Mm." it's just a read. So I, for me, and so I really like that. She's like calling it out and being like, no, like this is reality, but I understand why it wouldn't make the initial track list because the track list is not reality. It is fantasy. So, yeah.
1: It's sort of like gesturing, though. Like, you know, calling someone. Bit, yeah. people, it's like at a gesture. She could be in the castle's gesture.
2: Yes. At the end, she's literally, it sounds like she's laughing and is like, you're so stupid. Like, to her younger self, like, or whoever's listening. And like the la la la's that she does, I'm like, you are laughing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just, like, I don't think it really fits, but I think that it, I think it's great. I think, she, yeah, it was good.
0: I know one of the teens I'm teaching in playwriting said this is her favorite vault track, and she feels called out, and it brings her back to earth. So there are kids now who are benefiting from what we could have heard. Because I think I, I think that. it is it is the flip side. I love that that connection you made. It is totally the flip side of Enchanted, where you're like you're making shit up. Unlike <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> we probably really should have had Foolish One on there just to you know counter it, like make us have some sort of groundedness, um, but but I'm glad that she put it out now
4: because it was, it was good. I, yeah, I think it's my favorite ball track too. I'm trying to think of, is there enough to say that she has a genre of song? That's like advice, like 15. I hate dear reader. The Midnights.": bonus I never, track. I, I always skip that one, but I, I guess nothing new is kind of similar. People thought this seems way too mature. Mm-hmm. She probably threw this in there. I wonder if she was self-conscious. about seeming too wise (laughs) as a
0: younger person i know maybe maybe Mm -hmm. a lot of her sort of like mom and or like never grow up i kind of feel like is like this like that sort of but it's not a very mature mindset but it is an advice song kind of yeah 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 i agree all right has everyone talked about their vault tracks yeah, yeah. Okay, It is time to name our top three favorites and then we're going to overall rate the album and then we're going to have a game. Who is ready to talk for top three?
1: I can go. Um, I, my top three are Sparks Fly, Last Kiss, and Haunted. Those are
0: good. Mine, I think, are Sparks Fly, Story of Us... Better than Revenge, original version, not this version. (laughs) Um, I
4: think mine are Dear John, The Story of Us, and Enchanted. Oh my gosh, mine is Dear
2: John, Story of Us,
1: and
0: Foolish One. Nice.
1: Nice. A vault track made it. How would we
0: <laughs> rate these, this album, slash, these albums, talking to about the original release? We usually rate on a box wine scale where Franzia is the worst rating, Black Box is a mid read, rating, and Boda Box is a high rating. But lately we've been likening albums to all kinds of different food and drinks. So pick your poison, make your analogy. The time is now.
1: Okay, so I'll, you know, the, I think this speaks to your thesis. I mean, on all of our feelings on sort of the re records and the, the, the bad vocal being the right vocal. I would give it like a, a re release of a four loco, like once it became, oh. <laughs> you know, once That's they sort of. <laughs> 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 like original four loco, like you could black out from just one and you might have a cardiac event and also pass out at the same time. And like. <laughs> And that, like, was really cool. And, like, really, I feel like that, uh, the original version, especially with Better Than Revenge, um, you know, elicited that reaction from us as listeners. And the re-record has sort of taken that emotional danger out of a lot of the songs. Um, Like, you can have a Four loco and probably still be okay the next day. Um,
4: I think, okay, I'll give 2010 speak now. It's like sparkling wine, like a sparkling Prosecco, which was the very first thing I got drunk on. Um, And it's not good. Like, it feels bad, but it's very, it's like way too sweet. Like, I don't think I could even drink that now. But, and then I guess re-recording is like a, it's a, I don't know. It's like a melted iced coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah yeah oh, yeah cool. like you need to give it a good mix to be like,', it's fine, I'm drinking creamer uh, at <laughs> it's eighty nine degrees outside. <laughs>
0: yeah
3: <laughs> that's how I feel
4: about it.
0: I feel like the both versions are the same bottle of chilled white wine. 15 years or 13 years apart I should say but it's like a $15 bottle of wine that isn't meant to be drank 13 years later and so I feel like the like the original version like to me a $15 bottle of white wine is um in my personal upper budget for wine
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. and it's like and is uh totally fine and like does the trick and is kind of amazing in the right circumstances, um, but is not necessarily what you want to be drinking in at this. Ugh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but like it's not exactly what you want to be d- drinking in 2036. Um, mm-hmm. So that's sort of how I feel. Um,
2: <clears throat> yeah, I agree. So this was. Truly like up there, like, because me and my sister just really bonded over it. And like all of my friends and I, like, we just grew up on it. So it's always had like a very nostalgic place in my heart. And I really think like for a very long time, this was like top, top two or three albums for me with her. And I'm going to be really honest when I listened to the re-recordings and I was like brought back into this world, I've just been listening to a lot of her newer stuff lately and going through all the albums And, like, just the stuff that she's written for, like, Folklore Evermore and Midnight's, to me, just, like, lyrically, she's just shown so much growth. And I just relate, because of, like, growing up and everything, I just relate a lot more to those albums now. But to go back and sing this album at, like, the top of my lungs is still fun, and I still have a good time. Um, But I did notice, like, a little change in how I felt about it. But it's still probably my most nostalgic album so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna go 8.5 out of 10.
1: love that
2: <laughs>
0: amazing do we have a game
1: wait i want to just quickly And i know we've been uh, talking about it at length but i i want to say i want to make the bold statement that this is probably the the like arguably the the least successful re-record and it may be because of re-record fatigue but i also think just tonally it's the worst
0: I totally agree with you yeah. I yes. at this point i'm i I thought this was a brilliant project of hers I thought it was so literally mastermind like evil evil genius level of, of planning but this one I was like this is the first one where I'm like she shouldn't have done it. Yeah. I think yeah, she yeah, yeah. Needs to put a new album out after this one. Like her doing Midnight's really
2: just bumped her to it with the tour and everything. And it was fresh and new and she could do a lot with
1: it. And I think that she needs to put out something, something new. Or don't hype it as much. Like, give us something without a lot of hype. Like, you know, just toss this like debut.
4: Fearless, fearless Taylor's version release was pretty freaking chill. I must say, like, she only released like a lyric video of like a slideshow of pictures with oh, fans
0: for love story. One, she had that one video, the new music video too, for that song oh, with Chris Stapleton, where she didn't let him sing.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. oh! yeah,
2: the Blake Lively one, right? Didn't yes. she do that? Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, that's yeah. rad. That's rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, oh it yeah. Was, yeah. Um, it was like the cake, there was cake. She was like eating Make cake. One the, another um, wedding the, thing. Yeah, oh, what weddings? Okay, um, yeah. I I think that yeah, I would love for her to read it, re- release another album before she does the next one. I feel like she's got to go old though. Like I I can't imagine at this point in time. Like, within the next few years, her turning out 1989. Because it feels like, I know it's not true, but it feels like that just came out. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not ready for that to be nostalgic yet. I think she's got to give us a few years, please God. You know, like, don't let us feel that old yet.
5: I totally yeah. agree. Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, the producers at Art Pop and Bottles. We're so excited uh, to present to you this game at the end of this quick uh, podcast. Um, The game. (laughs) Wow. The the game um, is called Back to December. Um, So, the way you play this game is I'm going to give you a pop event that is, you know, culturally important. Maybe you'll remember it, maybe you won't. Anyway, you have to say yes, it happened in December, or no, that event did not happen in December. <laughs>
3: oh my god!
5: <laughs> Fuck, okay. Wow, always going back to December, aren't we? Okay, so I'll read the prompt, and then everybody has a yes/no um, marker, or you'll do thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I'll probably also. You can also say yes or no. But when you say yes or no so that the listeners can hear you, um, that is locking in your answer. So you can't change it once you say it. Is that fair for everybody? And yeah. Okay. And you all go at the same time. So everybody has equal opportunity here to go back to December. <laughs> there, are, there are 12 questions and there is one bonus point. Or what? So there's 13 prompts. Okay, everybody ready? Is there a vault? Get it? 13. Okay, so back to December number one. Matthew Morrison clarifies in an L interview that he is not gay. (laughs) Did that happen in December or not? Okay, so we've got four yeses. And that's correct. Everybody gets a point. <laughs> I'm thinking it was like mid season finale after
3: college prepared. Like, I literally, no, I
2: literally
0: remember that. I
2: remember <laughs> oh that. I, that's God. why I
0: started laughing. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I also have to take a quick sidebar. I'm so sorry to make this podcast longer, but I saw light in the piazza, and it made me think of Matthew Morrison. And the Italian guy wasn't good, but I, it was life. It was amazing. It was life-changing. Directed by Shayu. It was directed by yeah,
5: yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Oh my god. Uh-huh. No, Ruthie sure. Ann fucking gave and gave and gave. Okay. Okay. Oh, I love her. Next, December.
5: Oh, amazing. Okay, now back to December. Question number two. <laughs> Demi Lovato launched her skincare line Divine by Demi. Did that happen in December? Yes or no? Did that happen at all? okay so that did happen yes and it did happen in december so Kayla gets a point and nobody else does okay Mm -hmm. sorry for your losses thank you (laughs) okay cool number three julia fox says in an interview on a podcast that she was benny and josh Safety's muse when he wrote uncut gems did that happen in december or no Okay, so we've got two no's from Justin and Kennedy. We've got two yeses from Kayla and Catherine. And the answer is no. It happened in February. Okay, that feels more Oscars time. whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that's better, yeah.
5: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. Rihanna is on three covers of Vogue Paris. I'll give you the year, it was 2017. Did that happen in December or no? This game is about intuition. We've got two no's and two yeses, and the correct answer is yes. It did happen in December. I got
2: that issue. <laughs> Wait, Was is it the number she
5: was pregnant, and that uh, she went in December? I don't know if that was the December one, but maybe I don't. I don't know, actually. Yeah, we, we're we're not here for confirming facts, as the pro- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so weird. the producers oh, can goodness. neither confirm nor deny which issue that was, <laughs> or if it was even the that's... December issue. But I can confirm that she was on a magazine in December. Into dozens of three of them, three covers of, but anyway, number five (laughs) Madonna opens a series of fitness centers around the world named Hard Candy Fitness. Did that happen in December? Everybody says no, and the correct answer is no, it happened in October. (laughs) It's like, nobody wants to work out in December. I have already lost track of the points. And Aaron's got it. Oh and Aaron's God. got it. Yeah. Listen, listen. We're we're all here. Okay. Hi, Cam. Hi. <laughs> okay, number six. Lady Gaga begins her Las Vegas residency at the Park Theater. Did that happen in December or no? Okay, so for the listeners, Justin put up no, and then simultaneously the other three did a thumbs down, (laughs) and the answer is yes, it did start in December. It started at the very end of the year, somewhere around December 28th. Seems crazy
1: to start. Uh, well, I, I just was like a contract starting in December because then you'd already have a break. But after X, no
2: holiday, a
0: holiday Vegas travel.
2: I thought that that was Dell that started and December 28th. So I was like, no,
5: hmm. apparently maybe it's a good time to start. I
2: think everybody
5: residency.
0: goes to Vegas for New Year's. So, oh yeah, a- that's true. Just- uh, uh, I don't
5: know okay. about that. Number seven, Ariana Grande licked a donut and said, I hate America. Oh. I love that. I love it. This happened in 2015. My favorite event to have ever happened. All four of you have said no, and all four of you correct. It happened in July. It was
0: hot. Thanksgiving summer. (laughs) (laughs) Hoodie, and it was like, why are you wearing this hoodie?
5: Yes. Yes. Okay, we tried to throw you off, but obviously. Okay, number eight. Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth got married in December, yes or no? Oh, sorry. All four of you have said yes, and all four of you are correct.
2: I remember that. Oh, I loved those
5: Instagram pictures. They were pretty. Okay, number nine Beyonce announces her pregnancy on national television. All four of you have said no, and that's correct. So the
0: VMAs, was that the VMAs?
5: Is yes. that the VMAs? <laughs> okay, you guys honestly are crushing this game. This group think, we've got it. We're <laughs> <laughs>
3: good at
5: this. Okay, number ten. Brittany Oh, Britney. Britney Spears appears on Star Search. Here. Okay, so the correct answer is yes. That did happen in December. Oh, man. Okay. Number 11. Harley Ray Jepsen dropped Call Me Maybe. (laughs) Okay, we've got four no's, and the answer is that's correct. It was in September.
2: Wait, I thought Um, it was a summer song. That's what
5: I thought it was, too, yes. But it was September 20, 2011. That's yeah. what Wikipedia says. So don't so trust write, me
2: right as kids were going back to school. No wonder. It must have been like the biggest commercial thing. Jeez. I
0: specifically um, remember hearing it for the first time as I was like graduating. And I remember <laughs> I heard it, my friend played it for me outside a bar in on it was B bar on Bowery. And um so I associate it as being a summer song. Plus I think the the car wash. Anyway, keep going.
5: <laughs> okay. Um, number 12, um, Russell Brand texts Katy Perry to tell her that he's divorcing her. Shit. Oh. That happened in 2011, but did it happen in December? Oh. It's in a documentary.
3: It is. No, I can't remember.
5: Ah, oh, shit. This was- Hey, okay, so we've got three yeses. Kayla is the only no, and the correct answer is yes. It happened in December of 2011. Damn. And the lucky, we're going to go ahead and do the 13th one just because, Taylor. Final one. So I don't know. I don't know how many points everybody has, but I'm assuming it's closer than you think it is. So you better better get it together. (laughs) Okay, number 13. The Spice Girls launched their reunion tour in Vancouver 10 years after disbanding. Did that happen in December? Two yeses, two noes. The correct answer is yes, it did. Really I mean all of these facts are alleged. We did, we did we did do our best and we're sure probably 95% that these are all true, you know, um, but Aaron has the results. And, oh, are they in the chat? Close.
1: Aaron, I'm on the edge of my seat. Wait. Okay.
5: So who wins?
0: Okay, I can announce the
3: results,
5: I guess. Um. Yeah. Oh, wait, you did text me. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, ready, ready, ready. <laughs> Are you ready to hear the results? Guess,
3: uh... Okay,
5: so in fourth place, we have a tie. So I guess it's third. <laughs> With Kayla and Catherine, each getting eight points out of 13. Honestly, All great right. job. Hey, great job, you two. Really good. And then... Justin and Kennedy were separated by one point <laughs> with 10 with 10 points. The winner is Justin Gannaway. So how, you got 10 out of 13. Yes. Wow. wow. I am. You guys are great. Okay. That was the game. Thank you so much. Peace, love, and kisses. Bye. I love December. Amazing.
0: Well, thank you all so much for listening to this. I don't even know how long it is. It's going to be hairy. It's a long episode, but you're welcome. We had to do it. Thank you all so much for being here. Justin, you look like you have something to say.
1: No, I was going to say we started at nine and it's 1048. So it's under two hours, but then I realized that we actually started at eight my time. So it is probably over two hours, but like good anyways. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, you'll you'll have a timestamp you'll have a timestamp and you'll you'll feel it and you'll know listeners um dear Peter you know how long this shit is thank you all so much for bearing with us if you made it to this point um thank you for listening to our thoughts and thank you so much to our guests it has been such a pleasure talking at such a high intellectual and emotional level with the (laughs) the seminal work of literature music and film Um, thank you kennedy and Catherine. thank you to justin for being a great co-host thank you to our producers aaron cameron and jeremy for a great game and for bearing with us through this long Zoom. And um, thank you to our listeners. Like, create, comment, su- subscribe. We did commit to reading any reviews we get live on air. We haven't gotten one in over a year, so get them in. <laughs> 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 um, Catherine, Kennedy, Justin, any last thoughts on Speak Now before we close out this episode? It came. It's saw. Uh, it went. Love.
1: It's been spoken.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all righty. Thank you all. We'll stop speaking.